Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey, Coos, let's just get this out of the way right now. The shirt that Austin Lane has on. What's up? Like, I feel like I'd wear that. Hit me with it. Like, Ooh. I feel like he took that out of my closet. Baseball shirt? It's a baseball shirt, yeah. It's a baseball shirt. Like, I feel like I went to Banana Republic yesterday, oh, and I bought one just like this it. Is a, this is a Ruka, sir. This is not a Banana Republic. So it's just about, saying, so it's about $50 those, cheaper than you used to spend it. When you head into the Banana Republic, you do see shirts like that. Well, what so I bought wear? one last night. <laughs> I'm well, telling you, it was on sale. Rocking right it was now. Family and Friends Day at Banana Republic. Oh. <laughs> well, what shirt are you rocking right now? And what is it made out of? It just shows off my workout skills. Well, what is this? What is this shirt made out of? It's like uh, it's like plastic. It looks like it's made out of. <laughs> oh my so spandex. Looks, looks like uh, some kind of recycled plastic guy going on there. <laughs> who's, I really thought... who's the Phoenix CC? Phoenix Country Club. Oh, I got you. Is that in Jacksonville? No, that's in I, Phoenix. I don't know, Arizona. <laughs> okay. Well, what are you rocking a Phoenix Country Club shirt for? Because I went there. I played okay. there. Much okay. like you go to concerts and buy shirts and don't wear them at the concert. That's a good point. I go into country are clubs and buy yeah. a shirt. Be right, honest, I wear though. them there. I was going to say, so when you, when you go to the Phoenix Country Club, you yeah. wear that shirt. Yes. The da- uh, here, here's, no, no, no. Uh, Even Koo yes. said no. Here's the deal. The, the danger of buying golf like when, club shirts, especially locally, is like if I buy a... Glenn Kernan Country Club shirt. Yeah. Um, well, then I can't really wear it to, like, Marsh Landing. Because you can't get dirty Because it, like, looks weird. Yeah, yeah. you don't really want to do that. But it's I, like, you know, you know what you get the dirtiest look? What's that? Well, you don't get the dirtiest look. Let me be nice about this. But they really frown upon it. Mm-hmm. Is you go to the Players' Championship and you wear, wear Masters gear. They do not like, it's not, a, they're not a big fan of that. It's I, I've I've been scolded before for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> back in the day, I feel, like, yeah. I feel weird wearing like TBC Sawgrass to to TBC Sawgrass. Like I, if they have the logo on the hat or are you taking this concert thing no. way too far, man? If you buy if you no. go to TBC Sawgrass <laughs> and you play the golf course or you go for dinner or you go wherever and you wear a TPC sawgrass or a player's shirt, there is nothing wrong with that. We don't have those stupid rules in golf <laughs> that there's no <laughs> etiquette to go to a concert. Is there like a restaurant one? Because when you wear that Wawa shirt, do you go to the Wawa gas station? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. But I'll go to like, you I'm know, sure you don't. I'll go to Gate just oh, yeah? to like show off oh, a little. Bro, I bet they're all over you when you do that. <laughs> Interesting. That This only, lot, this only is concert based. And I seriously yeah, never now, heard like, that until yesterday. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel weird about it. You know what I mean? It's, like, I, I can't wear a WAPE shirt or an ESPN 690 shirt here. That'd be weird. I only wear it when we're out. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be weird for me. I wouldn't even notice, man, to tell you the truth. I don't know. I feel like it would be weird. This is not, you. This I, is not like a life etiquette thing. This is a concert <laughs> etiquette concert thing, thing. Yeah, with somebody between the age of 29 and 35. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 yes, no, 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 no. Brent, you ask any teenager, they're up on it. They know what's going on. Hmm. Brent, if we ever go to a concert together, and so help me, if you wear the same oh, same shirt at the concert that's now. planned, oh, man. I'm going to buy it before I take you. my shirt off. I'm going to Uber home early. And put it on. So I'm going to say I'm going to Uber home only. You can, you can have fun by are yourself. You, are you guys going to the game tomorrow? Yeah, you got his credentials, I think, right? I did. I was just trying to figure out parking passes and credentials, so I was okay. kind of hoping you'd say no. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, hey, it's... 
Well, I have to go do the show, right? Yeah, no. I've okay. Got, I've got yours. Cool. Kuz, you've got work to do tomorrow night, don't you? I've You're not heard, coming to the game? I've, I have I asked if I could go, and I haven't heard back yet. So I, I was I'm thinking, thinking of this. No. I was just thinking of this. I was like, I wouldn't waste your bullets yeah. on tomorrow night. But I want to like like because you're gonna need to do well Sundays you don't work so I guess it's this only, is really, there's only three yeah there's really only a couple of them think uh, it's like this week um, there's yeah. another preseason Thursday game and then the the Titans game yeah so. okay fair enough maybe you should if you only have three. <laughs> if you only have three bullets in the gun yeah mind well use them all some of them sucks. <laughs> Get your money's worth. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's talk about the game a little bit. Uh, we will do that throughout. Kind of a light day for the Jaguars as they get ready. Uh, full expectation as we've talked about it all the way through, right? Uh, most likely not going to play a lot of guys. Uh, Nick Foles isn't going to play. We'll see what Philadelphia does if they play uh, a lot of their folks. Some great ties to this game, really. I mean, Filippo and Foles are, are the obvious to the Eagles. I love the tie. You remember a couple years ago that Doug Peterson – was critical of Doug Marone mm-hmm. and what they did in the AFC Championship in, game in the final 10 minutes of that game against yes, the Patriots. And yes. I'm not saying he was wrong in the criticism of, of Hackett and Marone and, and their approach. And uh, I think many people think they, they got you know too conservative. Mm-hmm. I think now, hindsight, you go back a couple of years, I think they might even say they got too conservative the way it worked out. But Doug Peterson in his book, said they got too conservative. Yep. And uh, that prompted Doug Marone to say, well, I read a book this summer. <laughs> and it was the art of I don't give a bleep. Yep. Uh, so it was a great little back and forth. Uh, I think it was a nice comeback by Doug Marone. But there's that underlying story. Cody Kessler, who was here with the Jags last year, will likely play a lot mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow night. For the Eagles because uh, Sudfeld is hurt and out for a couple of months with a wrist broken wrist. We have Timmy Jernigan, who's from Lake City, Columbia, who's really a nice player in the NFL. Okay. Uh, played for uh, Baltimore for a bit now with the Eagles. Malik Jackson comes back, who's yep. really one of my favorites. I really like Malik Jackson. He did a lot of TV radio stuff with us uh, over the last couple of years. And um, one of the great personalities, I think, over the last couple of years that also was supported by good play. Uh, yeah. But oddly enough, last year, Malik Jackson fell out of favor, mm-hmm. uh, was not as productive, and kind of like Barry Church, although Barry Church literally fell out of favor to the point where he was gone, yeah. Malik Jackson hung around and his snaps varied. Uh, some of it was his weight, but either way, he fell out of favor and then goes and signs with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. More of a cap casualty. I think he's still got something left in the tank, but kind of a cap casualty. Uh, a little bit of a cap casualty, but at the same time, playing in that Jim Schwartz defense that I've you know preached uh, yeah. all the time on the show, he's going to have fun playing that defense. And don't be surprised if he puts up some pretty gaudy numbers this year uh, You know, playing that three technique. Yeah, well, uh, Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? I know the, you've talked about Schwartz's defense yeah. a lot, but why? I mean, he has put up some gaudy numbers in his career. Sure. You know, won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Uh, Pro Bowl his first year here, very productive. Uh, Again, last year not so much as productive. But why do you think he thrives in in that system? This has been a favorable system for defensive linemen, too. It has, it has. But uh, from Jim Schwartz's system, which is kind of like a base 4-3 traditional, but there's a little old-school approach to it where he has this thing called the wide nine. So if you have a tight end on the field or even – two tight ends in the field, you're going to have two defensive ends out wide. And their whole philosophy is, and really the whole front four of, the, of that defensive line, their philosophy is is that you stop the run on the way to the quarterback. So what does that mean? Basically, as you play the pass every single down, 
but you play it so where if you feel it's going to be a run, well, then you just push the guy back. But Schwartz wants you focused on rushing the passer, getting sacks, and creating turnovers, and you'll stop the run if you can. Um, stopping the run is secondary. For a lot of teams, you know, where maybe stop the run and be like, all right, we got to stop the run first, give them the passing downs, go from there. Schwartz is the exact opposite. And that's why, you know, over the past couple of years, you see so many, you know, pretty good pass rushers go to the Eagles just because they like playing in that system. It's fast. You don't have to think a lot. You basically just pass rush every single time and go collect your numbers. And that's what, uh, uh that's why Schwartz has had so much success there in Philly. Yeah. They've, uh, they've got a very good roster. Yeah. The Eagles. Yeah. And, um, We'll see, again, how many of those play. Uh, this would be a nice game if it was week three. Yeah. I'll be mean, either the preseason or yeah. the regular season. But it always seems like they get like a high, highly coveted pass rusher, whether it was Chris Long a couple years ago. Yep. Then they got uh, Michael Bennett, I believe, um, right. maybe two years ago from the from the Seahawks. Uh, they got Malik Jackson now. So Well, and they went and got Josh um, – oh, they got Josh Sweat. I'm sorry, not Montez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but from that perspective, I mean, a lot of guys want to go to Philly just to play that type of defense. Yeah. Uh, they have Malik Jackson. They yeah. have Nigel Bradham uh, in the middle there. They got Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon Graham, mm-hmm. Derek Barnett along that defensive line. And they got some nice players. Ronald Darby's there, a former Florida State guy. And Brandon Graham's a guy I'm looking forward to. Maybe I can say hi to him, too. We played in the Senior Bowl together from Michigan. Really? Uh, yeah. He, He's so a Michigan I, guy. I, so I was a left defensive end. He was a right defensive end. He actually got player of the game uh, at the Senior Bowl. Huh. Really really made a name for himself during that Senior Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Uh, has he had a nice... I mean, obviously, there's some longevity to yeah, his career. Yeah. yeah, you know, he started off a little slow. Um, from what I remember, but uh, I think the Super Bowl run that they had, he was a big part of that. If I'm not mistaken, I think he had like a sack fumble or something like that in the Super Bowl uh, a few years back. So he's had a pretty good season. I a pretty good career. I think. Um, do, do I feel like Philly gets overhyped a little bit? See, I, like, they're good. Like they're good on paper. They've got names. Uh, their offense is is really has names from Jeffrey to sure. to Nelson Aguilar to Zach Ertz. Uh, Lane Johnson's a good right tackle. Deshaun Jackson they they bring back. Uh, Wentz is obviously Wentz. Uh, Peters on the left tackle. So I mean, you know, they've got a good offensive line. Kelsey's strong in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like they. I feel like they get a little overhyped. You know, it's, I'm not picking uh, yeah. them to go to the Super Bowl. Let's just say that. Okay. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, you're not really going out on a limb there. <laughs> I guess well, from, from I the, think the a lot of people think they might go to the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, from the offensive line perspective, Brent, I mean, like I said, they have one of the best right tackles in all football right now in Lane Johnson. It's a guy I played against a couple times. He's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's disciplined. Uh, he's, he's a good tackle. You, you should usually you see him on the left side, but no, he's on the right side and he's, uh, he's doing very well. Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in, uh, in all of football. The, you have Dallas Goddard, who, is starting to slowly, slowly climb up to being a pretty dominant tight end himself. Uh, you know, the Jason Kelsey, in my opinion, one of the best centers in all of football. So you, you have good. a pretty, you have a pretty solid line. Alshon Jeffrey's still going to wide receiver. So, and that defense, Brent, that, that defense hums. Now, I think there are some questions with their linebacking core, but their front line, man, Fletcher Cox. I always say Geno Atkins, most underrated defensive tackle in the yeah. entire NFL. Fletcher Cox might be the second most underrated uh, defensive tackle. He's, He's really starting good. to get a little, little uh, you know, shine now, but a very dominant defensive tackle. Brandon Graham's good. Uh, Derek Barnett, not too shabby. Vinnie Curry. So, yeah, they got a pretty solid team. Yeah, no, they do. Uh, again, yeah. on but, paper, but, they, I, I get yeah. it. I get yeah. why they they get the love. They they do have a good team. Uh, and, what is interesting well, to me is if, if they didn't have Nick Foles the last two years, yeah. 
what would they be? Well, and, and don't forget, Isn't too, that like, no, that's a good point. And their whole running back room has been kind of a turnstile for the past, you know, three or four years with injuries and guys getting like, oh, they signed Jordan Howard out of Chicago. He's been, he was kind of the bell cow there for us for a year and a half and then entered Tariq Cohen. Now Tariq Cohen's kind of the dude there. Jordan Howard, you know, nothing really special in the past game, but a guy that can smash the rock for sure. And, kind of play that Philadelphia Eagles-style uh, offense. All right, a lot of football talk, as always. Uh, Rock Nation in the NFL. Yeah. And that that collaboration, I want to get your thoughts on it, and does it lead us to a path to back to Kaepernick in some way, shape, or form, who seems to be now all of a sudden, again in the last five days, his name being brought up more and more, whether it was Donald Trump mm-hmm. or with this story related, um... So probably talk a little Kaepernick on the way, and we said that we were going to do a little bit of that last week, yeah. uh, sometime oh, I, this week. I have week. some thoughts on it, so, and, and I would say pump your brakes on top of the Kaepernick Rock Nation thing. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah this is interesting. Uh, I don't know if people fully understand it. Yeah, like kind of the the collaboration of what's going on. What are they trying to pr- What are they trying to do? I think it's under the entertainment label. Yeah, but there's it's deeper than that. Yeah, let's get into it's it. It's a deeper dive. So yeah, let's get into that. Uh, and also we will talk camp battles. I want to ask you about the battles. What's going on with the roster and starting jobs? Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do who to watch and all that stuff tomorrow. So it'll be a little lighter from an X's and O's day with the Jaguars, but I do want to talk a little bit about the battles, like Will Richardson. What's going on in the middle of that offensive line? Are there spots up for grabs? All on the way. You're always invited. Star Star 690 is our number. It's all on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. Hope you're having a good day, everybody. Midweek Wednesday on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Still hot out there. That's not changing, but welcome to August in uh, Northeast Florida. Uh, it has been really, really hot. And the more players you talk to uh, around the Jags, and I think that might be of all this talk we've had about hard camp, lighter camp, not playing in games, maybe we haven't emphasized that enough over the last couple of days, especially this last week has been really hot. I yeah. mean, these guys have really been getting after it. They're longer practice. I don't know about longer, but they feel a little bit longer, even though they're in the morning. So, um you know, we continue. I think the perception is easier camp, not playing, easier for players. And I think if you did ask players, and we have asked some of the players, well, they're still getting off that field, and it's hard. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. And uh, a lot heat has a lot to do with that. What we don't really know, and we'll find out, is this beneficial this way to practice harder during the week, like Doug Marone has said. It's a little harder, more reps. Um, from a from a rep standpoint, and not get the reps in a game, and that will be to be determined. Um, you know, one other thought uh, brought up to me today, and I did think was interesting, is the early part of the season for the Jags when it comes to the style of camp and how this camp has been framed, with just probably playing the one uh, preseason game next week in Miami, uh, at, probably for the starters or many of the starters is that they do play their first three games, remember, are in like a shorter window of time. They play on a Sunday, a Sunday, then a Thursday. Yes. So even in the heat of September, where a couple of those games are at home, they'll play, what is that, from a day standpoint, two, three games in like uh, 18 days? Yeah. You know? Yep. So from even that, I, I, I wonder if that factored in a little bit. Uh, looking ahead, like we're all looking right now in this this little microscope of, of August mm-hmm. in training camp, but taking a peek ahead to be fresh coming out of the gates and not be fried maybe by the end of August. I'm sorry, end of September, that third week uh, of the season and be like, 
All right, I'm, I'm exhausted already, yeah. and we're, we've got 13 more of these things to go. We, we continue to pick it apart. It continues to be a topic, but it's just a little bit more evidence to maybe why the approach has gone this way for Doug Marone. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think people realize, too, like, if you train in the heat, that's going to take something off your output. It's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like... And well, you can sense that. When they walk yeah. off the field, man, you can see like, that. It's not like, you know, this is Club Med, and they're just chilling, and well, then they that come off... but that is how it's being perceived. Well, and, and, I understand and kind that, of, but... We're the blame a little bit for it. I'm saying we like the media and, okay. and the fan. We're kind of... Because it doesn't appear to be as difficult, because guys are not playing, it, it's got to be the opposite, right? Yeah. It's, I, it's I, not I, as hard, so it's Club Med. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess there is no fine line, right? Either you're you're working hard, you're practicing, it's a rough training camp, or you're just slacking, and yeah. it is what it is. It, well, uh, and that's I'm, perception. Reality no, is it's closer to being a hard camp. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, when you crank up the heat like it is in Jacksonville, and listen, I've, I've had training camp in Chicago, I've had training camp in Kansas City, and I've had training camp in Jacksonville. And, you know, I think Del Rio ran a pretty hard camp. You were part of those. I mean, they're the mm-hmm. old school mentality, doing Oklahoma drills and all that. Uh, for the most part, I thought Tresman ran a pretty hard camp at Chicago. I think Andy Reid was a little more um, chilled and laid back. But I will say this, though, and this could be a story for a different time, but Kansas City didn't believe in stretching. Like, when you came out for practice, there was no warm-ups. You, you hit the ground running for like individuals right away. You know, there and, was, there was a time period, even runners, and I don't know if it's still like yeah. this. I felt like a time period over the last handful of years. Yeah. Where they said stretching before you go run and stretch, it might not be as good as people think it is. Yeah. Well, so. Is, was that part of the philosophy? Well, no, because, yeah, so like static stretching, like say you just like, you know, kind of just sit down and do like your hamstring stretches, things like that. That's actually hurts you in your performance because your body's not warmed up yet. But, you know, like, if That's you watch... That's so bad yeah, at college baseball. There you go. Go ahead and chalk that up for your excuse. But if you watch even, like, the Jaguars warm-up routine, you know, it's more of a dynamic stretching. Yeah, yeah. And then it's more like movement, you know? So, like, you're always moving, um, but you're still getting warmed up. In Kansas City, when I was there, we had zero of that. And, like, I had no idea that very first day of training camp, because, remember, I wasn't there for OTAs, Brent, because I was with uh, the Jaguars. That's right. So, my very first day of, of training camp, you know, I'm Getting, you know, I'm just stretching on the locker room, go out, get ready to go warm up. They're like, oh no, we're going into the individual right away. And I was ice cold. Yeah. You know, I was ice cold in that Kansas City summer. So surprised I didn't tell you that. That, that took a little, yeah, I know, exactly. It took a little while to get used to, but the whole philosophy, and I'll never forget what the strength coach said. He's like, you don't see, you don't see lions getting warmed up to chase that meal. <laughs> It's you, don't see, you don't see leopards getting warmed up to chase that animal. <laughs> and it's like, well, but I'm pretty sure like they kind of stretch out a little. You know what I'm saying? Like when, they, when they're laying down, they get up, they stretch out a little bit. But, hey, I was in no position uh, to argue with Coach. I mean, I don't, I don't have my physiology degree or whatever, so he could have it. But, yeah. With all due respect to those strength guys. That is such a strength guy oh, statement. Oh, it's such a strength guy statement. I know. <laughs> I mean, that, I is, that yeah. is the epitome of it. But, uh, get, but getting back to my point real quick, I kind of went off on a tangent. But, uh, yeah, well, when you add heat to the mix, like, listen, we had more team periods, I think, in Chicago than we ever did in Jacksonville. But the fact that we had it in the heat in Jacksonville, it took something off it. Yeah, it's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah, and that has to make it different. That's it another does. thing. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that more today. The amount of heat going on, and may, Miami might be – Tampa might be doing the same, and maybe Arizona, I don't know. Uh, but the heat and humidity, especially this last week. Uh, in fact, I was told today there was a player in the last couple of days lost 16 pounds. I believe it. Out there. Yeah. In practice. So just trying to maintain that, keep it up. I mean, there's an unhealthy part of that, too, yeah. that you got to be careful of. So uh, it's it's a real thing. 
for at sure. the end of the day. Well, and it's hard to maintain. Yeah, think about that then, Brent. Say you lose 16 pounds. Guess what? That's not really healthy. No. Especially like if you're trying to go into the regular season, you're down 10 pounds. That's not good for your body. They always told us that if you lose one pound um, of weight due to sweat during practice, you had to drink two bottles of Gatorade. Really? Well, guess what? I mean, try to do those numbers. So if yeah. you lose 10 pounds in a practice, I'm not drinking 20 bottles of Gatorade. Not possible. You might as well just stay in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just go ahead and start pushing the IV through me. But, yeah, the heat. there's something to be said for the heat. All right. Uh, Brent Martin, Austin Lane here on a uh, Wednesday. We'll talk more Jags uh, as the show goes along because we always do. It is football season, so why not? Let's bring in South Beach Gary right now. I don't know how much stretching you got in or how, much, uh, how many pounds you lost this morning, Gary, but uh, what's up? Well, to tell you the truth, Brad, personally, I, I was up to 308. I'm down to 273. So I'm kind of proud of myself. Nice job, Congratulations, man. Nice job. Thank you. I need to lose another 20 to 25, but I'm 6'5", so I think around 240 would be a good weight for hey, me. Hey, if you Dang. get down to 240, it's you and Austin in the cage, man. Say, that's, that's fighting weight right there. <laughs> but let's make today's song Bad Dad Leroy Brown by uh, Jim Croce. I like it. Hey, guys, you know, not to slam the Jags, but I think in today's modern day game, the way place kickers are, that you went through a whole preseason game and you didn't even attempt a field goal, yeah. where place kickers regularly kick 50-yard field goals. A, a field goal wasn't even attempted in a game, and I don't care who's out there, Brent. You don't even attempt a field goal. You think a Raven would have fallen down. Hey, they didn't cross midfield until the fourth quarter. They didn't cross midfield until like the fourth quarter, if they did. Which I think and they it, did, but no matter who's playing Austin, that's pathetic. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it's, pathetic. It's pathetic we don't cross the fifty yard line uh, for three quarters. It was a bad game. I yeah. mean, there were there were no highlights, man. I mean, I can't even bring you a highlight other than the Tay Hayes interception. The Jags had zero highlights in the game. Right, and about training camps, guys. I don't think anybody ran a more tougher camp than Don Shula when he was young with the two days. He wouldn't even let water. Yeah, well, and that, and, of course, oh, by the way, modern, everything's changed now. You with know. today's modern, you can't do, but I think uh, I think they were pretty successful. Well, they were. Listen, I think if, if coaches could, if they could go back to that old school style, I mean, heck, even ten years ago. But I think oh, you should go back there. I think said though, they won games in the fourth quarter, Austin, because of the way Don Shula trained them. Teams were just wilt in Miami in September. And they were able to take advantage of it. Well, they used to play through concussions and everything else, too. I mean, the game no, just changed. You know, player safety is, is just... Uh, did, you, did you guys hear about uh, Josh Rose? You know, I heard he got such a bad rap about, oh, he's a me-first kind of player, how he how he praised uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, how big a help it was, and how deeply indebted he is to him. And, you know, James Winston, even who doesn't say much about anybody, said the same thing. What a good teammate it is. That's what allowed Ryan Fitzpatrick Austin to stay in the league as long as he has. I think he's a very well-respected player in the locker room. Oh, absolutely. Even though I know he's not the greatest quarterback, I think he's a great teammate. Well, absolutely. In that yeah, position, smart. you're always grooming yeah. another guy. And, and if you can accept that role, kind of like Chad Henney now has accepted mm-hmm. in, in his part of his career, that's why I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has stayed in the league. And by the way, when and he yet, has pinch hit, he's done an okay job. And yet you see guys like, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, Austin, they, weren't, they, didn't, they, they didn't help anybody at all. I don't think that's the right attitude. I look at it, you're all in it together. What, hey, why does hey, it how hurt many guys you think Dan Marino would have helped? That's a good point. I don't think Dan Marino had to worry about losing his job. I don't well, know. I, I'm just saying, though. Either does well, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre either. 
I know Dan Marino, when Don Stock was cut, he stormed out of the parking lot, Brent. He was pissed when the, the Dolphins... Uh, That's because he lost Don his golf Strzok buddy, probably. He was, did think very highly of Don Strock. <laughs> That's, I'm not... Hey, but I don't think he would have groomed Strock to no. take his job. No. Uh, all right, man. Have a good one. Thanks, uh, Peach Bye, Garrett. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the old school philosophy of, of coaching, obviously, it's come a long ways. I mean, can you imagine if Twitter was around when Vince Lombardi was coaching or even Don Shula? Like, yeah, I'm sure it would have been a different world, but the times are changing, Brent. I mean, uh, much to say yes. about it. Greg Popovich uh, <laughs> had something to say about patriotism, and it involved Colin Kaepernick, Rock Nation, and the NFL teaming up. How much has to do with entertainment? How much has to do with culture in the NFL? Or just money. Or just dollars. Yeah. Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to it. Uh, what does it all mean? And I th- think it's a deeper story than just, uh, hey, who's going to play at halftime of the Super Bowl? We'll talk about it next on ESPN 690. Your thoughts always welcome. Star Star 690. What you got on the magic whiteboard? Sigh. <sighs> nice one. You had one job, Hard Knocks. You blew it. Yep. That was a good read right there. That was a great read. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, whiteboard. You captured every single emotion. Start calling you Daniel Day Lewis. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brent. You know, I had my I had my big rant yesterday during Stay in Your Lane about Hard Knocks. How pretty easy job. Just give me some Antonio Brown, and you stabbed me in the back. You didn't listen, and now I'm upset. I told you they weren't going to the league office. You called it. I thought ratings, I'm disappointed, man. Like, yeah, like, unless they do it on the next segment, they didn't have enough time, no, but they're not. That yeah. thing's done. It's going to be a welcome back the next time. Did you uh, did you I, see your boy uh, Hunter Renfro, by the way, sing the song for the rookie Hazen? Well, not really Hazen. It must but, have been super early because okay. I missed the first few minutes, and then I so, also on TV, so I missed a couple of minutes okay. of it, so I, I so, didn't see that part. Hunter Renfro, the rookie yeah. from Clemson, wide receiver. The insurance agent. Uh, got called up to sing the yeah exactly insurance agent <laughs> got called up to sing a song you know and guess what song he sang uh, chicken lean, fried lean on me the, uh, one, the one I always tell rookies yeah, to sing because yeah, the entire team can get involved yeah I never thought I'd see somebody mess up the song but Hunter Renfro got booed off like basically the stage it was like night at the Apollo it was bad he was really bad oh it was so bad yeah so I took that away like uh not a good look on Hunter Renfro the fact that you messed up the easiest song to sing during rookie hazing and then uh defensive end Max Crosby broke his hand went back in the game admirable but also getting a tattoo uh on your arm on your off day from training camp extra aggressive that is aggressive But, yeah, for Sounds the most like part, you. if you didn't see Hard Knocks last night, you didn't miss anything. I mean, it was a whole lot of Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr. I thought I was watching the Hallmark Channel. Like, this is HBO. I I don't want this wholesome stuff, Brent. I want Antonio Brown. I want I want Gruden swearing. I want F-bombs. I want the F-bombs, man. I, I don't need Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr. No offense to those great players, you know. But By the way. What's up? I, I don't know what the reaction was, but Derek Carr is about as vanilla as you can get. Right. Like, at, for a quarterback... He seems very uncool. <laughs> like, he just does. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I mean, nicest guy in the world. I think he's a no, fantastic you know, God-fearing guy. man, a good family man, uh, maybe a good quarterback. We'll You're see. not getting the ratings, though. But, I mean, from a from a centerpiece of a football team mm-hmm. and a TV, I mean, you talk about boring. Yeah. 
Like I said, just move Harbor Hard Knocks to the, the Hallmark Channel. We'll call it a day. It's the one thing you could say about Blake Bortles. If you didn't like him as a quarterback, it didn't work out over five years. The dude was not boring. I was yeah. just about to ask, would you could you put Nick Foles in that category a little bit, too, if he well, had to be on Hard Knocks? Here's the deal. You know what? In fairness, I would say yes, maybe from a boring standpoint, with all due respect. And I don't know if we know Foles enough. I think he's been very vanilla in front of a microphone, and he's really tried to not make it about him. I think this has been intentional, but I also believe, like, he just did something with uh, Calais Campbell, and that had an entertainment value to it. So I think he can turn on. I think he's one of the guys. I think he's kind of a dude, if you will. And I'm not saying – I just get the impression that, like, Derek Carr's not. Yeah. From from the – like, my early return on, on seeing him in this show – it's almost like they're staying away from him. Yeah. You know, and he's just not that guy, yep. which is kind of weird on a football team with the quarterback, you know? Absolutely. Did I say Hunter Renfro? Is it Hunter Renfro? My bad. I might have messed up the dudes. It's not Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is the baseball player, I think, right? Who's the Clemson guy you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Why do I have Hunter name? Renfro? And who is it? Renfro. <laughs> oh, no, it is. It's Hunter Renfro. There's 200. Are there 200 Hunter Renfros? There are two. Dang. Yeah, my, my bad. what's the other one? Yeah, because someone said, yeah, he's a baseball player. It's uh, the other one's Hunter Renfro as well. For the, I'll look him up quick. Sorry, Hunter Fr- Hunter Renfro is the uh, the guy we interviewed at the Senior Bowl. Exactly. That's but a, there's Clemson. two. Yeah, but there's a Hunter Renfro that plays the Padres. Huh. So there you go. I think I have seen that too, but so do by the way, said I was wrong. Go, but you're wrong. No, you're not. Well, he's not wrong. Well, there's two Hunter Renfros. But, yes. But dude that said you're wrong, go ask 10 people at a grocery store who Hunter Renfro is, <laughs> and they're thinking the Clemson kid. Yeah. They're not thinking the baseball player. I can't name I too can many Padres. I can guarantee that. Can't name too many Padres out there. In fact, I just Wikipedia, I just Googled them. First one that comes up, Hunter Renfro, Clemson. There we go. First two of them that come up. Yep. Let's see if uh, San Diego got. Nope. Still haven't got to the San Diego. Still haven't got to the San Diego. I'm going to have to go to the next page. Are we sure there's a San Diego guy? <laughs> I mean, here you go. Hunter Renfro, night at the plate, two home runs. Yeah. yeah. There's a Hunter Renfro. Well, you have to get to page five on Google to find him. Yeah. Just to let you know. Yep. All right. Let's get to this story. I've let's teased get to it, it enough. Uh, uh, Rock Nation and the NFL mm-hmm. have this collaboration. Rock Nation is Jay-Z's. Yeah, uh, so basically it's an agency, and they represent artists like musical acts. Um, and they've and gotten into as well, yeah. So. And it's recent they've gotten into sports pretty much, right? I mean, somewhat recent. Past probably four years, yeah, maybe. That's yeah, that's recent. Yeah, very recent. By the way, yeah, they have recent. Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. They have Leonard Fournette. Yep. Uh, to name a couple, yep. at least uh, on the Jacks. Well, and it's different, too, because they have football players, they have baseball players, they have boxers, basketball players, and even soccer players. So they, they, they kind of... They're all around the sports. Are they basically. kind of the cool place to go right now? Well, of course. I mean, it's Jay Z. Well, but, you know? I'm, but I'm, yeah, because yeah. of that, I'm saying uh, before. You know, it used to be back in the day, Drew Rosenhaus was the cool guy to go to, sure. and, and he still he still does a lot of business. Yeah, right? but I mean, he was the guy in the movie and the guy in all the HBO shows. And yep. well, I think Rock Nation oh, is for now sure. that. Because for this time period. Yeah, I think of like all the opportunities. I mean, Jay Z has an endless amount of connections, you know. So in terms of the off season, if you're trying to get, make a little extra money with sponsorship opportunities or you know guest appearances someplace, you know, Jay Z is kind of the guy to have in your corner. Yeah. Okay. So, what about this NFL collaboration? What so do you, what, what he's, they're supposed to pick out entertainment, right? Help yeah. pick out entertainment. That makes sense. But this is a deeper dive, isn't it? 
So basically what happened was that Rock Nation entered, a, as they said, a long-term partnership with the NFL for official live music, entertain, entertainment strategies, and uh, will also help inspire change in sh- social injustice initiatives. Yeah. So long story short, um, last year, Jay-Z was asked to do the Super Bowl show in Atlanta for the Super Bowl, and he declined because of Colin Kaepernick. You know, I think a lot of artists declined. I'm not sure of all the lists, but I know Jay-Z was one of those guys that ended up not doing the, the halftime show because of Kaepernick, um, you know, kind of being in solidarity with him. Instead, they went with your favorite, Maroon 5. Yeah, couldn't couldn't have gotten it any better. We got the treat of Adam Levine taking his shirt off. What a treat in the middle of February. I don't care if it's Atlanta or not. So, Jay-Z, well, Rock Nation signs with the NFL now, and immediately... You turn to, well, you know, Jay-Z, who is a businessman, number one, an entrepreneur, and obviously big in the black community, right? Mm-hmm. So um, this could help the the racial issues maybe in the NFL because then you can tie a name like Colin Kaepernick to this, right? Especially in, in terms of the social in, the social injustice initiatives. But basically what that means is through the entertainment strategies of what Jay-Z is bringing to the table to the NFL, um, I guess in turn – he will get help setting up programs for stuff around the cities. Cool. The problem I have with this, though, and I got a few problems with this, Brent, but I'll start out with this. So Jay-Z, when this thing got announced, said that, you know, Colin Kaepernick was the inspiration, um, and he kind of talked to him a little bit about getting this thing started. Well, Kaepernick's agent came out and said there was never any contact with Colin Kaepernick about this whole thing. So Kaepernick was kind of left out. And my question to Jay-Z is, well, if he was that big of inspiration, why don't you try to talk to him? Why don't you try to get him involved? Because after all, Kaepernick taking the knee was all about the social injustice in the world. So the fact that Kaepernick hasn't really received an olive branch from either Jay-Z or the NFL kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. And now let's get back to the NFL's whole thing here. I'm grateful for the NFL, Brent. It's kind of a love-hate relationship for me with the NFL. I'm thankful for the opportunities that I had, uh, the opportunities to play the game, provide for my family, make a better living for myself. I will never not be thankful for that. But at the same time, I'm not naive to the fact that I think the NFL did blackball Colin Kaepernick. Um, I think they're a big reason why he no longer has a job. And I also think that sometimes the NFL does things more out of money than they do for the well-being of culture and, I guess, overall morality. For instance, um, the, Susan G., the Susan G. Coleman pink games that they used to have. One could think, yeah, they did that for breast cancer, which is a great cause. A, a lot of the proceeds that they sell you know, with the pink gear, whether it's the pink gloves, the pink cleats, the jerseys, whatever it is, those go towards breast cancer. Uh-uh. A percentage of that goes towards breast cancer. A minuscule percentage goes towards breast cancer. The other goes to the pockets of the NFL. Now, here's my point in that. I believe, and listen, I'm, I could be on my soapbox here, so be it. But the NFL initiated the whole pink game, the whole pink narrative, the Susan G. Coleman stuff, because they wanted to get women on board with the NFL. To me, it was never about the breast cancer awareness. That came secondary. But what it was, what it was really about was getting women involved in the NFL. Yeah, it was from a marketing standpoint. From, from a marketing point standpoint. Of yeah. Now, listen, here's what I say about that, and you might be right, but what I say on a lot of these fronts mm-hmm. is, okay, even if that was the motivation, mm-hmm. if your motivation is you see a 
homeless person and you want to give them money and you see a video camera and you want them to shoot you giving that donation to a homeless person, I say, you know what? Your motivation probably is not right. Correct. But you still did a nice act in giving the guy, uh, the homeless person money or helping somebody out or whatever the act might be. Sure. And I really don't care how you got to the good if there's good. But let me ask so you this question. So how picky can we be about being well, they're raising money for cancer? And maybe it is a bit of a marketing ploy, but they're still raising money for so, cancer. So would you have an issue if a person took the camera, donated to a homeless person, a very good deed, but in doing so, they got money off that video that got a lot of clicks, and all of a sudden they made more um, than they did giving the homeless person? Would that bug you at all? I guess in principle it would. Yeah. But I think it's a deep – it's a – yes, okay. Yes or no, yes. It yeah. would. But mm-hmm. I also think through all the whole thing, if there's good being done, it's better than nothing being done. No, and see, but I, I get what you're saying there, Brent. And this is where I'm kind of getting to. So I'm not disagreeing because I think we're assuming we don't know that. No, Although it's it, a decent well theory. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's decent theory, which which all you know that that'll be a hill that I die. Many big, don't many buzz businesses do that? I mean. Do they genuinely want to help out, or is there a tax benefit no. to it, or is there a this to it, or yeah. do you give to your church because you can write it off on your taxes? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think to a degree, there's a lot of people, businesses, whatever, that do that. Yeah. Listen, and I, I don't want to, I don't know Jay-Z. I've never met the guy. I'm not sure what his intentions are, but the last thing I want to see the NFL do is, like, use Jay-Z as, like, this... This piece which like, well, hey, we're trying to make an effort now on racial injustice because look, we got Jay-Z, everybody. Look, look yeah, at our yeah. brand new toy here, everybody. Yes. Like, hey, we're making an effort. If you really want to make an effort, like I said on the show a couple months back, you, you have this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You have Military Appreciation Month. Those are great causes. I'm all for them. Right on. Why not get like a racial awareness month? Why not donate all the money that you make selling gear from the racial awareness month? And put it to inner school, like inner city programs or after school programs. Yeah. And maybe show that you're making a difference. Maybe it's around the corner. How does Kaepernick play into this? I want more on this. Yeah. We're not done with the story. Star Star 690, if you want to jump in on it, here on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. We're not done talking about Jay-Z and the collaboration with the NFL, the partnership, the impact on Colin Kaepernick, all that. We'll get to it. i got a feeling we might uh, be hanging on to it for uh, for a little bit. Uh, also want to remind you that we will give away, we're giving away live and Bush tickets away, Bush and live tickets. <laughs> 445. Uh, we're giving away a t-shirt as well for each, um, just so they can wear it to the concert. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, we're not giving away a t-shirt, sorry. Uh, but we will give away some Jags tickets for tomorrow night, so we'll have that coming up at 5. So we've got some giveaways, have some fun stuff going on. Uh, in a bit. Right now, I want to uh, welcome in to get you ready for the game and really regular season games uh, all season long for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're on the eve of the first one of 2019. Uh, kind of like a, a little bit of a PSA, if you will. David Cotton joins us on the phone right now from uh, Jacksonville Transportation Authority and just has a little message to share about how to get to the game. What's up, man? Hey, Brent, how are you? Good, good. Uh, what you guys have new here in 2019 uh, for folks getting to the game, and how will it be, be different maybe than years past? Well, we've uh, again, we're running the, uh, the Game Day Express shuttles uh, for all of the regular season games and for the preseason games and for college football games this season that are going to be in Jacksonville. Uh, this is a great way, you know, if you're not parking at the stadium and you're not hosting your own tailgate, 
why drive? Let us do the driving for you. We will uh, take you in an air-conditioned bus. It's got Wi-Fi, so you can, you know, tweet through uh, the loss or the win after the game. And, you know, it's it's fairly inexpensive. Uh, we have season passes, single game passes. So uh, we figure, you know, we can ease some traffic congestion on game days for you. All right, David Cotton with us from the Jacksonville Transportation Authority. Uh, how Do folks take advantage of this in the past, and do you expect it to be pretty busy? Yeah, you know, this is a very popular service, um, especially for folks who live, you know, at the beaches. I know, um, you know, back when I was still in school, I would I would take the uh, the JTA Game Day Express from the Wingate Park, the Little League fields over there. Um, you know, our season passes for those suburban lots, including the beaches lot and the south side lot. It's only 90 bucks if you buy it through the My JTA app. And I don't know anywhere else near the stadium where you're going to find parking for $10 a game. Um, and again, it's AC, you've got Wi-Fi on the buses, it's a very comfortable ride, and they drop you off right in front of the stadium, which is very convenient. And we're talking Jags games, and you mentioned the three college football games. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Florida State, Boise State, uh, Florida-Georgia game, Georgia-Florida game, although this year it's Florida-Georgia because of the home game. Got to be equal, fair and balanced. Uh, and then uh, Tax Slayer, uh, Gator Bowl, are those the three you're talking about? That's it. Unless there was another game on the schedule I hadn't heard about yet. (laughs) But uh, you also mentioned in some of your notes uh, the the Armsdale lot will not be open for the preseason games. What does that mean? No, so um, two lots. The Armsdale lot, which is up at our Armsdale Park and Ride facility on the north side, and then that Beaches lot will not run for the two preseason games. The lots we will have open is the south side lot. That's the one at the corner of uh, J. Turner Butler and Phillips Highway our convention center lot, and the Kings Avenue parking garage, which is on the South Bank. Okay. Um, and while we're talking about those those downtown lots for the season, it's $55 to park at either the convention center or the Kings Avenue lot for the entire season, but you've got to purchase it through the MyJTA app. That way you can get that discount. All right. Uh, so, hey, one of the biggest uh, headaches, one of the biggest complaints, one of the biggest anything with an event that goes on in any downtown uh, and here in Jacksonville is parking. Uh, David Cotton from the uh, Jacksonville uh, Transportation Authority uh, helping you out here. What's the best way to get the information that you just said and, and purchase things and, and get everything squared away? Well, you can get us on Twitter at JTAFLA. We've got all our information there. It should be pinned to the top of the profile. Or you can just go to JTAFLA.com. All right, man. Uh, Good luck with it. Yep. Go Jags. Thanks, guys. (laughs) All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. so there you go, We're getting downtown. I don't think downtown will be too much of a problem tomorrow. I don't expect. Now listen, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have a feel for tomorrow's crowd. A lot of people aren't playing. A lot of starters aren't playing. I still think kind of the buzz around Foles and Philly and Philly being Philly carries a lot of fans. Yes. Right. We saw it last year in London uh, with the Jags, uh, and we know it's a big fan base. It's an older fan base. It's a, it's got heritage to it. And obviously, a couple of years ago, it's uh, got a Super Bowl ring now and the Foles thing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the crowd. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of number nine Philly jerseys. Yeah. Um, I think people want to come see Nick Foles. And, you know, as we've been saying and listening to folks from Philly talk about this, uh, from Marcus Hayes the other day uh, to Sal Palantonio, I think people want to just get a piece of Nick Foles and be near him. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, they'd love to see him play. That's not happening tomorrow. But I think they almost want, like, if you're a fan and you live in Orlando, but you're a fan of, of the Philadelphia Eagles and you loved what 
that was all about two years ago. You almost want to get into the, the stands at TIAA Bank and get as close as you can just to shout, thank you. I love you, Nick Foles. Like, that's the feeling I get. Yeah. About folks, that sounds stupid. It sounds kind of weird. It sounds corny. It's a, but I do think that's the way those guys describe this love affair with Nick Foles. And so I'm not, I think sec, for those people, football is secondary tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. It's more just, I'm getting, going to a place where Nick Foles is and this was my opportunity. I had it penciled in. I saw it in the preseason. Yeah, it would have been great if he's playing, but I'm still going. And I think we'll get a little bit of that tomorrow as, as kind of crazy as that sounds. Uh, I agree with you, you know, and Philly seems to, tra- I mean, I don't say that they travel well because I don't see them traveling for this game, but I'm sure there's a lot of Philly fans in Jacksonville. So to come out and kind of, you know, just breathe in some of the essence that is Nick Foles. I mean, it's, it's weird. And I remember we talked to Sal Palantonio about it and, you know, he said it, he's almost, he's, he's this folk hero. He's like this, this, just this hero. And, I guess it just comes from being the underdog story, right? Like, people love to cheer for the underdog story, and the whole narrative of 2017, the Philadelphia Eagles, was their underdogs every single game. And then when Carson Wentz goes down, you have this guy named Nick Foles, who, all things considered, was traded for Sam Bradford back way back in the day from Philly uh, to to play for the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, goes to the Rams. Jeff Fisher kinds of, kind of ruins the game of football for him, uh, as has been reported. Then he goes to Kansas City a little bit because Doug Peterson talks him into going there. And it's just this journey of just, um, you know, twists and turns that didn't go in his favor. And all of a sudden he gets himself back into Philadelphia and the rest is history. So from that story too, Brent, that, that underdog story, that overcoming adversity, that's a guy you want to cheer for, especially a guy who seems likable, um, is, is a man of faith, and just has zero off-the-field problems. I've never heard a bad word about Nick Foles yeah. yet. And now, I mean, we've, we're kind of new in covering Nick Foles, but we're getting yeah. a lot of opinions from everywhere and never heard a bad word, uh, which is also a good thing to say. Hopefully, uh, never a bad play on the field. <laughs> uh, hey, if only. Did, real quick, before we go to break, we're going to bring it up on the other side. As Colin Kaepernick e- e- enters this situation in yeah. a roundabout way, NFL and Jay Z. Did Jay Z do him wrong? Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that question <laughs> after the break. All right. Yeah. That's <laughs> next on ESPN 690. Remember, like a month ago or a couple months ago, whatever, I said, "Man, where did guacamole get so popular? Avocado. Yeah. It was avocados. Yep. Like, how did it get so pop? Like, avocado everywhere. They're in." Right? Yep. I mean, Kaylee has avocado pajamas. Okay. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. (laughs) But if it follows the concert lines, don't wear it to the avocado farm. (laughs) Fair Uh, enough. I've got a new one I'm on. Okay. Tacos. You're on tacos? No. Like, tacos have always been. It's Taco Bell. Tacos always been kind of big. They have not been this big. Taco Tuesdays, man. Tacos are as big. There is a taco place on every corner. We're getting tacos are becoming McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts and And Starbucks. And there's a new place. I actually drove by like over near Bay Meadows today, and there was a new place that I never. I think it was called Fuzzy Taco. Okay, have you ever heard of that? No, I I never had heard of it. Mm -hmm. And there's there's tacos everywhere. To the I had tacos when I got home Friday night. Yeah. Then I went to, see, I go to Costco sometimes. They have this, uh, you know, they have the pre-meals, like made plant meals. And they have the street tacos from Costco. Yeah. Really good. Good stuff. Family likes that. Mm -hmm. And so I get one for the family and I got one for work Mm -hmm. that I could have. Yep. For the last three nights, I've had tacos. Okay. 
Hard shell or soft shell? Those are soft, soft shell. Ones. Okay. Um, but I like the, I like yeah. the hard shell and soft shell, whatever. It's all good. Uh, I'm not picky. Can't lose. But it just got me thinking, like, I mean, Taco Tuesday, I get it. It's a thing. Mm. But tacos have never been bigger, is my point. They've never oh. been bigger. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess I'll come with you on that. I've been a fan for a while, man. Like, I, t- uh, I took my wife on our very first day in Jacksonville. Went to get tacos. And uh, for our anniversary every single year, we go get tacos. That's huh. just what we do. So we're a big fan of them. Like, tacos are bigger than ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. See, it's, 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 to me, so, like, it was bacon. Like, bacon was, like, the biggest thing for a while. Now, Remember bacon that? jumped on the – Bacon yeah, jumped was, like, on the avocado yeah. track. Yeah, exactly. Still pretty big for the most part. But, yeah, I think tacos are kind of like the new bacon now. Tacos is, like, it's the end thing. I agree with you on that. Yeah, like pizza has always been a thing. A lot of pizza places. Sure. It's just, I don't know but why I think it hit me the... all of a sudden, man. But, I mean, again, like I see, if I wanted a taco in college, yeah. or sometimes you'd have tacos at school, or mom would make tacos. Like, yep. okay, that's good. It's an easier meal to prepare, not bad. And if I went to Taco Bell, it was cheap, yep. right? Yeah. And you could get whatever, six for, at that time, three bucks or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. And, uh and that's, but now it's not just Taco Bell, man. I mean, it's tacos everywhere. Yeah, I think with the emergence of like food trucks, though, too. Ah, I mean, like traditionally, usually at a food truck, they'll have tacos there, uh, depending on you know what type of food they're serving. So I think with the emergence of food trucks, food trucks kind of being the end thing now. I think you saw a more increase in tacos. You know what the other thing is? What do you uh, got? I'll, I'll give you another one. All right. And and again, it's not like it hasn't been around. I'm just saying it's like it, it's selling like hotcakes. Okay. Is hot sauce. Mm, like yeah. hot sauce is like a thing. Yeah. And hot sauce it, now you, you there are places that just sell hot sauce. Yeah. Listen, I told you when I played for the Jaguars, Shad Khan kept a very nice uh smorgasbord of hot sauces available for the team during lunch. I mean you you've seen the lunch room, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was so just like, ate there today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing against the Weavers. The Weavers were great. But when Shad Khan came in, man, all of a sudden we're having ahi tuna like every other day and we're having like Eight to ten different hot sauces, man. Like, there's some I never even heard of before. Like, like a mango habanero uh, hot sauce? Didn't know that existed. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, just, no, but I agree with you on the hot sauces, though. It's just on my mind. Like, I was down in St. Augustine over the weekend. Yeah. And there's, like, a, a new donut place down there. Yeah. And they actually rented the spot from the taco sauce. So- I mean, from the hot sauce guy. Want to? There's hot sauce everywhere. Do you, you want to hear of a very unpopular opinion I'm about to say? But I, I feel very strongly against. Uh, I feel very strongly for it. Tabasco, overrated. Well, it's you trash. say that. Here's what I say. It's trash. I don't even know how you tell the difference. How do you tell the difference between hot sauces? Dude, you can tell. T- t- Tabasco is basically someone took some peppers, put it in a vat of water, shook it up, and yeah, there you go. Ha- enjoy your pepper water. I so can't what say is Tabasco. your alternative then, Austin? Any other hot sauce All ever? Right. So it's not that you're opposed to hot sauce. No, because I'm Tabasco is sort of the gold down standard. Tabasco. Oh, well, that's the gold, the gold standard. standard. No, that's the it's the bronze standard. Tweet, of anything. tweet Austin and folks and let me know what you think because I don't know about that. See, to me, Tabasco it's just watered down. There's not, nothing to it. There, there probably are other good good uh, brands out there, but yeah. it's, you got to admit well, it's the Frank's. one that you well, see the most often. It's see, Frank's. Frank's. Frank's isn't. Yeah, Frank's is really just, that's for more like for wings though. I wouldn't put Frank's like red hot on my tacos. I put it on my eggs. That's all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I don't like Frank's. And then that's only knock on Chipotle is the fact that all they, Frank's they serve. Or just Frank's hot sauce. <laughs> all Frank's. <laughs> all Frank's. <laughs> I think I actually got that one. I think I understood that one. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out 
Shots fired. <laughs> Boom. Shots fired. Tuesday. <laughs> is that LeBron? <laughs> yep. Well, by the way, he has helped. LeBron now has popularized yeah. tacos. We got on this by saying, okay. tacos are everywhere, man. Like, sure. Tacos were not like this when you were 15 years old. Tacos are on every Taco corner. Bell and There's Taco new... John's when I was a kid. Oh, I didn't Taco even have Taco John's. John's. Taco John's. Taco John's. Six pack at a pound? Let's oh, go. man, let's do it. Six pack at a pound, Brett? Potato I didn't have Taco John's. Potato Olays and nacho cheese. Oh, man, I'm back now. Let's go. Boom. I'm fired up. Sorry. But it's like avocado. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like avocado has taken off. Yeah. It's everywhere. Guacamole, yeah. avocado this, Tim Tebow That's the millennials, like the millennials right? Millennials and eat avocado toast, right? Is that what it. they do? And But yeah. tacos, I realized this last night as I ate tacos for the fourth time in fifth, five days, <laughs> that tacos are everywhere. I drove by, I drive by a taco place on every corner. Yeah. And then so it got me thinking about hot sauce. There are hot sauce stores mm-hmm. uh-huh. that just have hot sauce. That's a niche market. How can you just sell hot sauce? How do you want to stay yeah. in business? I, 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 they, you'd think they'd have to sell beer on the side. <laughs> At least water. Yeah. Or milk. Anyway. Milk uh, that's kind of balances that. Yeah. That's how we got here. Okay. That's, I, I'm glad to know because I walked into we're something and I heard to, donuts and hot sauce. I'm thinking, to be what is going on? Kaepernick, Jay-Z Brent's in the hungry. NFL. Yeah. And I got on tacos. I was like, did I walk into the wrong studio? I feel like I'm at a cooking show here or something. <laughs> I, 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 I think Brent wants on my lunch right now. No, I'm I had a great, sure I enough. had actually the biggest lunch I've had in a while. I was down at Jack's. Yep. Didn't have any hot sauce, but I should have. Did you have some tuna? Did you have the ahi tuna? No. Oh, that must be just for the players. Yeah. Womp womp. Hey, uh, just for the record, a sports update, because, I mean, That's I'm, what I'm we the do. news guy, but I'm also the sports update Appreciate guy. It. Good call. The, the Twins are beating the Brewers right now. Yeah. Mm. Bottom of the fifth, 5-2. to two. Josh Hader. And off the Red me. Sox are beating the Indians. That's a double double bonus That's for big us. big for me. Okay. Big for and me. I would, like to just, I would just like to say another kind of double bonus is that the Braves beat the Mets last night. Okay. You so, are. Yeah, Hicken, does, Hicken thinks you're a phony Braves fan. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's, he's accused me of a lot of things. Yeah. All yeah. of them are false. Just for <laughs> uh, that's so. his one mention a month on this show, by the way. Oh, is that we've that's hit it. our quota? Yeah, okay. that's it. Very good. That's, I'll I take the, the credit for that. Kind of like up. why I saw two police pull up to uh, like a little uh, speed trap. Okay. Is it late in the month? Ah. Ah. Yeah. No, nah, actually, it's not really that late. It's not now. No. I have no idea. That's the middle, middle of the month. Yeah. I don't know yeah. half the things you guys talk about sometimes with like all the your former employees or your current employees. I have no idea. It's a it's 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 a it's a weird web. I'm sure. I mean, I it feel is, like it is. It's it is. It is. a very this is exactly like how I feel when my wife watches The Handmaid's Tale. You ever watch The Handmaid's Tale? No, I've never, never watched it either. It. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty intense show. But like, I'll I'll try to catch you know I'll walk through it and she's watching it and it's, it's the same thing. Like they're they're outside. They seem cold and they haven't got a lot of sleep. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> And then, then, and then that then, sounds like the other show that I don't watch. And red. I, I, I was on HBO or it seems, whatever. It seems pretty intense. But... Game of Thrones. It sounds like Game of Thrones. Oh, dude, no? don't ever compare the Handmaid's Tale to Game right, of Thrones. I'm just, I'm just so, saying. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't watch that either. I don't know what's going on. All right, on CBS 47 and Fox 30 tonight. What you got? Oh, yeah, by the way, again, the friendly plug is that you can catch Action News Jackson 5 on both CBS 47 and temporarily on Fox 30 because Dish is still out. Has so. there been any phone calls with complaints I, that you guys took over the, that slot yeah, for you Fox? Know, you know, that was a good call. Yeah. I, I haven't received any. <clears throat> okay. But thankfully, I'm not patched into that line. Oh, so, that's, you know, my desk that's not your problem. I know. It's yeah. not. Thankfully, it's not. That's your phone, not your I problem. Just, I just I let like that it. one ring through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't answer that one. Don't right. answer that. I don't answer that one. So we, we've got a really interesting story tonight. we got a lot of stories, of course, but one of the really interesting ones is uh, there was last night um, St. John's County put out an alert saying we were, that there was this 
uh, murder suspect, double murder suspect from Pennsylvania <laughs> that was spot who was spotted in St. Augustine. And right. so, you know, kind of a scary thing there. Young kid, too, like 20-some years old, uh, accused of um, killing his stepmom and a, bro- a younger brother, right? So just awful stuff. Yeah. Well, turns out um, the marshals and some other folks got some tips that he was on a Greyhound bus out of, I think it was St. Augustine, uh, anyway, up to West Virginia. And when, he, when, he, when they all got off to change buses to go up to Pennsylvania, because he was headed back to Pennsylvania, apparently, they nabbed him. So, wow. So you, they, they, so got they really did spot him. Wow. So they really did spot him down there, and 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 he's off the street, thankfully. So, um, wow, incredible work. We're chasing yep. down the whole story to kind of give people. We've got a sister station up in Pittsburgh, um, getting sort of that end of the thing, and uh, we'll put it together with some new stuff that we've found on this search, and it's kind of one of those crazy tales yeah, and it'll be a sure. pretty good story did he have ties to st augustine or why was he I, yeah, in they, they, yeah they think he had some I, I i'm not aware of what they were sure. but they think they have they he had some kind of ties there okay. and, and i don't know why you know yeah. i don't know why but that'll be part of the story so that's a great there tease austin great welcome, tease. And, and the boss is back the boss are really gonna like this because i'm gonna back tease something from last night oh boy last night there was a story on uh kids and credit cards Yes. And I had the volume down as we were getting ready for sports or maybe watching Hard Knocks. HBO. I don't know. Uh, what right, right. But, uh, so I saw the story. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to ask John when I go out there. I'm going to save it for today. Yes. Okay. But I am interested. So yes. should kids have credit cards? Is that well, What was the story there? You want my opinion on that or do you want me to give you both sides of it? Because I'll give you the newsman both sides of it. Yeah, do that. So they 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 say, of course... The, the 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 downfall of this would be, of course, that it, if you're attached to this account and your kids overcharge stuff and don't pay it, you're gonna you hurt your credit along with theirs. So yeah, it's a true. it's a bad idea if you're in a bad situation. Of course, the 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 upside they say is that you are of course teaching your child a lesson in finance and building up good credit if in fact they're using it properly. Mm-hmm. So that's the case. Now, will any but of how my, old are we talking? Well, I mean, obviously like that's a kid to the in parents. the story was like looked like thirteen young, years old. Young, yeah, young, yeah. I mean, te- you know, young teenagers. Yeah. I, mean, I was on they my mom's credit card. You'll also find this not to be surprising that it this is occurring more frequently in families with more money. Huh. Hmm. Meaning, lower income families are not getting credit cards for their kids typically. Okay. Um, that's not to say that they can't or anything, but it just it that's that's what the study was saying. Um, I would, I would, I would say there are other ways you can teach, teach your finances exactly. than giving your 13-year-old a credit card. However, that seems pretty young. The, you know, building yeah, credit young. is important to do, obviously. So you know, it is what it is. But the, such to say that my girls do not have credit cards <laughs> at this point in time. Do you know how? Either. Do you know when I got my first credit card? Yeah. How old? Yeah, four days ago. <laughs> really. Wow. I just got my first credit card. Yeah, right here. I just got my first credit card. Now, do you? What is? Were you able to get a house? Oh, you got I mean, the chip. How, you, See, you didn't even have to go through the old days. You got the nice chip with a heavy card, yeah. right? Yeah. What's oh. in your wallet? Oh yeah. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Capital One Play of the Day. Ty yeah. loves that. Oh, okay. there, there you go. go. Yeah, but yeah, my first credit card four days ago. And that's incredible. How yeah. have you made it this this long without having one? I just, mean, and I don't mean my for, bank account. No, for, but for, I mean for just pay, like for credit just status paying, and just stuff. Bill, yeah, if you pay your bills, I yeah, mean, okay. your credit, yeah, my credit score went up. It's good. Yeah, it was good to get a house and everything. Right. So you did that didn't affect you at all. 
So you no. didn't need one up until now. No, but I'll be honest. Like my credit score in college wasn't the best because I didn't have anything to build it you off. Didn't have of. it, yeah. yeah. Well, and of course, you, you know, you're when you're getting a kid a credit card, you're gonna have to be. I mean, unless your kid has a job, you know, flipping burgers or whatever they're doing as a teenager, yeah. there's a good chance you're going to have to be attached to it because they're not going to give you a credit card yeah. without some yep. income. Yeah, I was know. under my mom's credit card. Like, she got Eventually, it for me like and then I was college, college or yeah, whatever. College. Yeah, I think, I, I think my first car was probably in college at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Did we I guess my mom didn't trust me. Did we a background check on Austin? <laughs> I guess my mom didn't trust like, me. Why the hell did he just get a bet- well, credit card? But here's the thing. He's like, 31 years old. But like my family never prints credit cards. It's like just paying cash or you know paying one. a check. I don't know. But now you, you have got one. benefits because I mean nowadays oh, yeah. you're missing well, out on all kinds of that's free the stuff. Thing. So like yeah, I got an email because I, I do uh, I don't give all these plugs out, but I was I was checking my my credit report and they're yeah. like, hey, you qualify for a free credit card? I'm like. Score and it's like you get so like, certain cash back on gas. So like, yeah. I just use it for my gas. That's right. And then I get my credit. I mean, my credit's already good, but it gets boosted now even more. So I tell you, it's cool, like, dude. I tell you. Like, again, we I we hired Austin as because I just got a credit card. That he was the deal. cool guy. Oh, so your credit card's cool. Well, you just catch up. You can get like mileage and gas things and benefits for a credit card. You're just catching up. I'll tell you what's cooler is having money in the bank using a debit card and say, I'm not worried about it. Charge it. (laughs) All right, it ain't a big deal, man. You should you should do a story on Austin tonight on CBS forty seven. I didn't think it was that big deal. That's all I'll say. Real quickly before I go, remind me to tell you my story for tomorrow because I got a, I, I actually went out and got a pretty cool story for tomorrow. Okay. So that's my that's my deep tease. See, there's like the that. back sell, there's the tease, there's yeah. a deep tease. Now, what's, dude, my I'm deep taking notes tease right now, is man. for tomorrow. Okay. We, got some we are hitting for all tomorrow. the consultant deep notes right now. That's it. All right. it's, and if you're watching tonight, you'll probably see the promo for it. Is is really i'm just gonna leave it there make sure you watch cbs 47 fox 30 starts at five o'clock dish network you can watch fox 30 on the dish while we figure out the cbs 47 side that's right yeah five o'clock you'll get your news if you're watching either one of those and then yeah and of course uh, later tonight first and 10 training camp Uh, even though the jags had a light day we will still have a show at 11 15 on cbs 47 and fox 30 john bachman thanks guys appreciate it all right uh when we come back, we talk a little golf, and I promise we'll get back to the Kaepernick yep. NFL Jay-Z, but tacos, hot sauce, credit cards kind of <laughs> prevail. Um, I'm a terrible host, but at least everybody else is good. We'll be back. Taco Tuesday! Oh, man. We should have never went to break. <laughs> We just keep yapping away. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this whole Kaepernick, Jay-Z, NFL. We did it with John uh, in the break there. Um, and we still have more to get to about your credit card situation. We'll get to that. Um, so, I don't... Cruz, you got a credit card? Yes. Okay. Uh, what, what, uh, how old are you you got your first credit card? 15, maybe? Okay, I'm in the wrong then, I guess. Whenever I got my bank, they just gave me... I didn't even know I had it for a while. Did though. you have a credit uh, card or a debit card? Both. Okay, because I'm, I'm saying I've had a check card since like, Yeah, so you've high had school. a debit card. Yeah, but I've never had a credit card till now. Okay, I, I mean, so I we, guess that softens a blow a little okay, bit. Okay, good. Good. A little bit. Because what do I need credit for if I have the money in the bank? Well, that's the other thing. What's up? You must have a decent amount of money in the bank. Well, Brent, I played in the NFL for a couple of years, so it didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about finally getting paid from here. Oh, well, yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> Brent Martin, Austin Lane, and... Uh, 
We're about to start a credit card company. Well, I thought a credit enough. card now because I started working here. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay for stuff up front. Let's welcome in Derek DeStefano, uh, owner of the Golf Club at Southampton, where the Action Sports Shacks Dream 18 will be on September 16th. Hey, man, I hope you're getting that course ready. We're a month away. What's going on? Absolutely. We, uh, we're we working it uh, night and day right now, getting ready for you guys. <laughs> I bet you are. All right. We got, uh, hey, we got you... an extra fleet of equipment in this week. Just prepare. Oh, Good nice. Day. New equipment, new toys. I bet they all love that. Uh, when did you With get your... Features going in next week. When did you get your first credit card? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yeah, I got a funny story about that. And I, I missed the first part of what Austin was talking about. But my credit was so good out of college that my, I've been using my wife's card ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I got denied for the first two or three because my credit was too good. Uh, I'd get a letter in the mail, and I'd be like, what is it? What are they talking about? And so I called up, and that's what they said. So I had to establish credit and all that fun stuff. That happens. You know, you know here's the crazy part. When you're in college, you know, you go to like uh, I went to school in Ohio, so you go to a Cleveland Indians game mm-hmm. and you like get a free T-shirt and sign up for the credit card. Sure. And then you go to the Cavs game and you get a free beach <laughs> towel, so you sign up for Is the credit card. Oh yeah, oh, I had like sucker eight born every cards. minute. I had yep. like eight credit cards. <laughs> sucker born every minute. I, I hear you. I've never not paid my credit card on time though. <laughs> okay. Because I, I do think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean it's such a it can be such a scam. Obviously. Yes. I mean. My, my buddy, my sister, I mean, it, it, it's not a good thing. It can be ugly. Hey, that's why I never had one, because I know. <laughs> I mean, that was good. Maybe you yeah. made a good, good decision. I yeah. mean, the, the whole story here, you might have missed it, Derek. I mean, we'll get to golf in a minute. But we just learned that Austin got his first credit card four days ago. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations. It's, uh, it's, it's a big, great honor. I, got, I, got I hope it. that uh, yeah, I did you, catch uh, the, the benefit part, and I hope that you're enjoying the mileage and the gas bonus and everything. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really like had a chance. I've only had it for a couple of days, so uh, probably going to fill up the tank tomorrow, uh, take full advantage of that, and we'll go from there. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, man, you had your uh, <laughs> summer uh, aerification, I think, uh, the last couple of weeks. How's the course look at Southampton? Tell yes, us a little bit about the process. Uh, um, why this time of year? Well, this time of year, obviously, prime growing condition, and so we can be ready for your golf tournament coming up. Uh, very, that's a good enough reason for me. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, everything is coming around fantastic. We had another great aerification. We were able to get the whole process completed each day without rain and that makes for all the difference in the world when you're throwing a bunch of sand down on the greens. And I was actually out there with my oldest last night trying to get her into the game a little bit. And uh, the greens seem to be putting pretty good for being about a weekend now. All right. So. Good deal. Well, if uh, all goes well, we'll be playing on Friday morning. Uh, hopefully uh, the yeah. schedule allows uh, coming off uh, tomorrow's Jags game. Have you decided if you're going to the Jags game tomorrow or are you, uh, you cooking uh, out back and watching on I Fox 30? The, the, the most disappointing thing – to me, is that all the games are on Thursday this year. I got uh, youth tickets this year for my two daughters, and we can't realistically go and enjoy ourselves until, I think, October. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, all the games now that we're back in school, I wish the NFL maybe considered that uh, for the Florida-based teams. I don't know if any other states are back in school yet. But, uh, you know, we, it's hard to bring the kids, especially young ones, out on school nights. Yeah, that's and then we call. have a, a very hot home game to start. And then the second home game in September is a night game on a school night. So makes it tough, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, Steph and the kids have uh, season tickets, and so they've wrestled with that over the years, especially those primetime games. They're fun to go to, but you don't get home till about 12 mm-hmm. or 1230. Exactly. You know? So you do have to battle that with the school. That's a good point. Um, uh, interestingly enough. So, all right, uh, from a golf standpoint, uh, have you guys had a good summer? 
um, golf uh, in the area? Is it high time? Economy's good. Everybody feeling good. What's what's the story down in St. Johns County? Well, the summer's been pretty good, but at the end of the day, it's it's been fairly stagnant from prior years. Um, I think mostly because of all the rain we got. We certainly got yeah. plenty of rain as it's raining as I speak right now. Um, I was trying to sneak nine holes in tonight uh, so I could get ready for our match on Friday. But uh, I don't know if that's possible looking no outside cheating. at the moment. <laughs> uh, you know me. Yeah, you have had, you know, there has been a ton of rain. You know, there will be some years where, or months where you'll, they will storm like crazy in the area, but it won't hit like your golf course. Uh, exactly. Well, you guys amazing have how it of, works. plenty of rain and that will last you a while now, right? I mean, normally this time of year you're fighting the brown grass. Yeah, we, we usually uh, we usually kind of hope for a, a tropical depression, if you will, not any storm by any means, but uh, just a, some sort of tropical system in September to fill us up for the remainder of the year. And you know, we don't want a wet winter. We had one last year that made it for a nightmare uh, springtime. But uh, you know, that springtime season is really this time of year with all the rain really helps that. It, it, it's the dry season basically from. April through the beginning of June, that kind of kills us. It doesn't take long for the water to disappear when you got to water the entire property. Yeah. Uh, so. Derek is definitely the owner of the golf club at Southampton. Uh, we will have our Action Sports Chats Dream 18 golf tournament out there on September 16th. By the way, go uh, check it out. Register. Be a part of it. ActionSportsChatsDream18.com. Uh, great venue. Great people. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on that day, and we appreciate the, the golf club at Southampton uh, for the hospitality. One last thought from a golf standpoint. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, slow play, uh, Brooks Kepka, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, all in this. Uh, slow play has always been a thing with golf, not necessarily at the pro level, at the PGA Tour level, but I think college golf, it's unbelievably slow. And I do think, uh, golf, you know, on a Saturday morning, say at, at your place, it can be a big issue. Uh, what needs to be done? Uh, do you have any solutions? It's a big topic, and, you know, there's so much gray area within it the way it's worded now, and I think if they try and do anything, there's still going to be a lot of gray area. But, you know, trying to understand the facts of what he was doing, uh, in particular Bryson, um, to take two minutes, I believe it was, to hit a shot, and then I think he, I believe he was spoken to about it, and then to do it again, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. So that I think there should be something that if you're spoken to, and you're isolated as a person, something's got to happen there. Because what happens, and it's always, I played junior golf growing up and, and uh, coached high school here in the area for about 10 years, and what you see is, on tour is what the kids emulate. And it becomes a disaster when they think they need to take that amount of time when in reality they don't. There's some people that are more thorough than others, and that's, that's Bryson in particular. But, you know, there's people that, that want to get the round done on a regular basis uh, in less than four hours, which... You know, we try to explain at the at the course level is is somewhat uh, unreasonable when you have a couple hundred people out there. But it is a big topic. It's probably the biggest one, you know, that we face, like you said, on Saturday mornings. And, you know, we're able to manage that situation pretty good. So we, we still average in about 415 or less. But yeah. uh, it certainly does have an impact. There's yeah. no doubt about that. No doubt about it. It always has been a topic. I mean, you'd, you'd rather I always say this. I'd rather play with a bad, fast golfer than a good, slow golfer. It it I just would. I mean, and I think most people would, really. Um, so I decided to play bad, fast golf. Uh, and I don't, I, I don't know if I'd characterize myself as a fast or slow player. I don't know, probably somewhere in the middle of it. But um, And I don't get too caught up in it. But I think it is one – it's kind of one of those things we talk about in baseball now, right? Everybody, the attention span is, 
oh my gosh, can we move this thing quicker? Can we move it quicker? The NFL has tried like heck, get a yeah. three-hour game, three-hour game. Yeah. Well, golf is now in that mindset, too, with their fans. But when the players yeah. start getting upset about it, and again, college golf to me is the biggest um, – uh, they they – disobey the the rule of time more than anybody else they are the biggest culprit college golf man is slow i mean i've gone out to events and it's like holy cats will you hit a shot yeah um but but there (laughs) is this trickle down effect is that correct what's that is the the coach is very involved in college golf from what i understand i I believe the coach is with the players quite a bit it's not like a caddy it's he's literally you know you need to do this based on what someone else is doing i believe i think they can but you said it best i mean there's a trickle down effect and and the you want the kids to grow up go hit your shot man get in a rhythm Mm -hmm. i mean you can well it's like any other sport you you see the pro athlete on tv as a a child as we all were one time and and you want to do what they're doing and so that's what what the kids end up doing and you know you see it behaviorally as well you know tiger back in the day always had a poor reaction to a shot and so you go out to a junior event and all of a sudden no one's talking to you and they'd have poor reactions and you know that it's it's just the same thing in that capacity as well yeah i, I do blame tiger for me saying a lot of f-bombs and throwing clubs on the course that's <laughs> tiger's fault um well you're not rubbing the stuff out of your eye that he always tried to rub every time he missed a putt that was his thing <laughs> He always said, so I've never seen someone with so much stuff in his eye. Hey, the one, here's one last thought on this, by the way. I think this is good for golf. Bryson DeChambeau, I think Patrick Reed has a little bit of this in him, even from an American golfer standpoint, can be the villain. In golf. There's too many good guys, nice guys, everybody roots for guys. It's okay to have villains in sports. That's right. And Bryson DeChambeau you know? now has that villain feel. You know, Brooks Kepka is in the middle of that. Oh, Brooks yeah. Kepka comes across like, I, I still to this day, I don't know if I want to root for Brooks or if I can't stand Brooks. Oh, I'm rooting, man. The the fact that he doesn't like the, like he doesn't enjoy the game, feels like he can just show up 30 minutes before a major. I'm all for that. Yeah, man. You're in. Yeah, I'm and all I, in. And I like because that's how I feel little, about it. It's almost like he's almost like so brash yeah. for a gentleman's game. Yeah. That it kind of is like different. But Tiger was that way too, and sure. I think that's why Tiger was polarizing. Uh, Bryce, it's Bryce, all part of Brooks's uh, shtick, if you will. Yeah. He, I, I mean, like is. you look at Tiger, and he didn't want to talk to anybody. You look at Brooks, and he wants to shift the attention to something else, so it's not always on him. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said from that standpoint as well because of how mental golf is. All right. Uh, well, go spend some money on that credit card that you finally got, or at least your wife's credit card. <laughs> even better. No, it's my wife's. Yeah. Okay. It's I have to pay it, though. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, Derek DeSefano from the Golf Club in Southampton. Go play uh, 287-P-L-A-Y if you want to book a tee time or any event. Uh, and, and you'll have some uh, football uh, tailgate catering. Uh, around two, right? Yes, we do. Lisa. Absolutely. We have a fine menu, and uh, you just call us the day before, and we'll have it ready for you for pickup. So is Lisa you know, the call contact? Lisa any time for that. Yes. Yes, it is. All right, good yeah. deal. Uh, thanks, man. Hey, thanks for jumping on, and uh, maybe I'll see you Friday morning yeah. on the first tee. It, enjoy your tacos and hot sauce as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Derek, All right, fellas. All right. Derek Stefano from the Golf Club at Southampton. Uh, again, sign up for the Action Sports Shacks Dream 18 at actionsportsshacksdream18.com. Uh, we're going to have a fun day on September 16th. That uh, Derek, big Jags guy, goes to a lot of games. And, and uh, if you want to go play some golf, head down to uh, the Golf Club at Southampton. All right. We're going to come back. We got Ballin' and Fallin'. Let's get it. We got Stay in Your Lane. We've got more Jags talk. And I do ask the question this. We will get back to it. Did Jay-Z do Colin Kaepernick dirty in this whole thing, mm-hmm. partnering up with the NFL? And a simple question after that is, 
Will Colin Kaepernick ever play in the NFL again? Is it time to ask that question? It's been almost three years. Yeah. Will he ever play? It's a good time to ask it. All right, let's do it. Next on ESPN 690. All right, let's talk some sports. <laughs> I guess we did just talk a little golf. Yeah. Credit cards, hot sauce. Tacos. Tacos. Although we got some uh, responses. Joey oh, says... Tuesday! <laughs> Joey says locally because more... How do you even say this word? Is this called tacurious? You're asking me to, to pronounce the word? Is that, like a, is that something? T-A-Q-U-E-R-I-A-S? Is that what you call like a taco restaurant? Tacarious? Food trucks and authentic have popped up in the last decade. They're just delicious, better than other bland food. Nick Foles is my QB, says, y'all think Marone ever had bologna tacos? <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> and uh, Carl says about hot sauce, actually, there's a pretty wide spectrum of hot sauce flavors and heat levels. Some go better with certain things than others. I think you need a few different bottles in your culinary arsenal. Yep. I have more than I can. But you don't need day. Tabasco. And so I'll, I talk and I'll football. stick with that. Um, yep. Or we try to talk football. Maybe I should stay with it. Uh, <laughs> let's talk uh, NFL, Jay-Z, Colin Kaepernick, how he gets in. I have two yeah. questions, and, and I know it's been a long time on this uh, topic. Uh, but guess what? It's an important topic. It, it so. is. It's, a, it's an interesting topic. It really is, and it brings Colin Kaepernick in, back into the um, conversation and into the headlines. And we'll hear from Greg Popovich, the San Antonio Spurs coach, about him in a moment. But also Donald Trump was asked about Colin Kaepernick yeah. last week and said, "Yeah, if I think if if, if, if he's if he's uh, if he's good enough to make the roster, then he should or he something should, like that." Play, Which so. is kind of a change the narrative from. The old days of get that SOB, you know, off the field and everything like that. Yeah, and so, so my second part of it will be about Kaepernick. Will he play again? But before we get there, is did Jay Z in the in in the whole Eric Reed, uh, Kenny Stills, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, social injustice world movement? Yes. Did he do Colin Kaepernick wrong? With this partnership, and is that a simple answer? Uh, not a simple answer, um, but here's what I think. And like I said, Brent, I've never met Jay Z before. Um, he, you know, funny story though. Jay Z, he also uh, his agency, Rock Nation, also represents some sports media people like Jalen Rose. Okay. So, so maybe one day, if I don't like my terms, I'll go to Jay Z, and uh, it'll be a nightmare for you. All I'm gonna say. <laughs> but what about um, me, maybe I'm already. Uh, maybe you're already there. Yeah. I just haven't announced Cash it. Cash Money Martin, okay. But, you know, with Jay-Z, he is a businessman. That's why I spent an hour and a half talking about this Yes, today. I got fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Brent's trying to pay the hand that feeds him. I, I understand it, man. With Jay-Z, he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. And he's a smart businessman. You know, whether it was the Rockware stuff back in the day, even though that was more Dame Dash, I think, than Jay-Z. But he's always been tied to the whole Rock Nation thing. So Jay-Z is a businessman. And was this a business decision or was this more of a decision to try to, you know, change society dealing with racial issues? It's hard for me to put words in Jay-Z's mouth. He's going to tell you he did it for the society thing, right? Because that's good business. At the same time, there's money involved here, Brent. Um, there's always going to be money involved in the NFL. So I don't know what which, which side to really go on. If I was going to say something, because I, I know you don't have people riding on the fence, this is more about money than it is about social, um, movement. social movement. Because if you really, if Kaepernick was the motivation here, 
if you even quoted him when you signed the deal, then why wouldn't you bring him on? Why wouldn't you at least consult him when you're doing this? I mean, there's one guy that's been well. Correction: There's been a lot of guys that's been in the forefront, uh, you know, of the social injustice here in the NFL. But one guy spearheaded it. He's been the poster child. One guy was the poster child. One guy took all the scrutiny, and one guy, you know, took all the glory from the other side. That was Colin Kaepernick. So the fact that Jay-Z comes out, and I said Jay-Z, but Rock Nation comes out, partners with the NFL, says that there's going to be some social you know, injustice um, help here, and they're going to spend some of their time focusing on that, along with you know, making the entertainment uh, and the official live music better in the NFL. So be it. They say that, but then you don't go to the man that got the conversation moving, that got people talking about it. And when you don't go to the person, the pioneer that did that, that shows me that are you all 100% in on this or is this more about just, you know, coming at the right time, uh, trending on Twitter, getting your brand out there? I just – and listen, it's not like I, I hope the, the worst intentions for everybody, Brent. In a perfect world, I hope Jay-Z does do great things for society and I hope Rock Nation does help, uh, you know, the problems with, with racial injustice in the United States of America. I hope that's all it is. But at the same time, I'm not naive enough to say – This is money motivated as well. All right. So and the deal is uh, apparently Jay-Z has spoken to Kaepernick, but not prior to doing the deal. Uh, And and I would say this uh, from that standpoint, although he spearheaded the movement, although he is the poster child of the movement, he's kind of that symbol Mm -hmm. right now these last three years of the NFL versus Mm -hmm. social injustice, really. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe he needed permission. Now, is the right thing to do go talk and and say, hey, can we get you involved? And remember now, Colin Kaepernick signed something with the NFL when he took him to court, right? Correct. And they had a, a they worked something out. It was like a non is like a non disclosure kind non-disclosure of thing. Where type he deal. Yeah. So and how nobody ever really found out what the what the payout was or anything like that. And I don't think we will because no. I think that's part of the closed document yeah, on that. Yes. And where does that have anything to do with potentially being involved in something like this or I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or that would people just feel better if there was a conversation that took place and he got his permission and his blessing? Maybe so. But I would just say, well, if you wanted to do this, if you were Jay Z, I wouldn't be. Hin- it wouldn't hinge to me on Kaepernick's yes or no. It, yeah, and I understand that, Brent. It just bothers me though, where you chose to sit out of your Super Bowl performance in Jay Z because he was uh, he was against Colin Kaepernick not having a job in the NFL because the thought, and you know, a lot of people agree on this. Uh, me being one of them, that the NFL was responsible for Colin Kaepernick not playing anymore okay whatever your opinion is on that so be it but jay-z chose to sat out because uh of colin kaepernick cool but then when you sign this deal with the nfl and you even say colin kaepernick's inspiration um behind this why wouldn't you bring him on board or why why yeah. you at least console him because if you're jay-z and say the nfl goes oh well you know we'd love to have you talk to colin kaepernick that would be great for the social injustice initiative that we're trying to push but unfortunately you know you can't really talk to him because it goes against maybe like what the law said or what the document said in court well then if you're jay-z you go well then forget that then i'm gonna do my own thing i don't need the nfl i'm jay-z i'm rock nation uh i'm a billionaire for a reason uh, then I'll, I'll take Colin kaepernick and we'll do our own thing so the fact that jay-z is basically in bed with the NFL now without Kaepernick. It's just, it, it rubs me the wrong way, Brent. Yeah, and I get it to a degree, but let me say this. In my opinion, as big as Colin Kaepernick has been in this situation, 
what has he sparked? He sparked the debate. He sparked debate. But yeah. has he sparked change, in your opinion? And I'm not saying he has. I'm just saying, in your yeah. opinion, has he sparked change? Um, change, I think he's sparked the dialogue for change. I think he got people talking about it. Okay. Whether that's good. I mean, listen, when he sparked, you know, quote unquote, the change, um, there was two groups. There was the group that was against Kaepernick that said that he disrespected the country and even our, you know, leader in chief, President Trump, went out against Colin Kaepernick, yep. you know? So there was that whole group. And the other group was like, yeah, we, we need to make a change here. So he got the dialogue moving. He did. He got dialogue going from yes. both sides. Plenty of debate, uh, yeah. plenty of uh, divisiveness, all that stuff. Yeah. But then what I would say at least on Jay-Z's behalf here, or at least the movement. Forget about individualized. It's all about a movement, social injustice, doing better, right? Yeah. And and making sure if that debate and divisiveness leads to something good, I don't care how the heck you get here. So get to something good. Uh, but I do think this, I'm not sure Kaepernick, as big as he was and is in terms of a, a figurehead, if you will, um, in this social injustice against the NFL, to me it's him and Eric Reed. Well, I don't know what they can change. I don't know how they can spark movement. Those, again, it's not just them, yes. Brent. Yeah, but it is from Brent, a vocal. It's the players from, believe from, in them, but the they're vocal. not. They're not locked in arm in arm with Colin Kaepernick and saying I'm not playing or or anything else. They're you don't not. have to be, Brent. You have a guy like Chris Long, who's a white football. Oh, he's retired now, but you have a guy who donated, I think, half of his game checks to inner city schools in Philadelphia, like that. And you, had that, and you had organizations like Seattle and other yeah. organizations that said, hey, we're going to put the – So, yeah. the, so those, those kind of those things are a reflection of Kaepernick. But if you want to go big – well, that's why I asked the first question first. Yeah. How much change has he sparked? Yeah. Well, so well, then, therefore, yeah. the answer to that is, yeah, there's been donations and dollars sure. that have gone toward initiatives. Is mm -hmm. it enough? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Well, to take it over the enough hump, maybe Jay-Z, billionaire, powerful, businessman – has a lot his hands in a lot of different things and yeah. can control that and now has a voice in the NFL will now trumpet even a bigger change maybe let's just for lack of example get to the point where you've discussed on the show a lot of times let's have a racial injustice month a social yeah. injustice month mm -hmm. much like we do for cancer and other military and everything else yeah so maybe a year from now we have that in yeah. the NFL well Jay-Z might be able to get it to that. Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, uh, uh, even teams, money, and organizations aren't doing that. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So but, I think so, to take it to the next yeah. step up the ladder, Jay-Z might be critical in bridging this because it's it, it's being divisive on it is not getting change done. So it's more you need the bridge. But you got to remember, Brent, I think the NFL needs Jay-Z than Jay-Z needs the NFL. Now, I, I get for Jay-Z, yeah, because I get Jay-Z trying to, you know, make his brand bigger. But you're a billionaire, man. If you're really that concerned about the racial injustice, you already have a lot of football players at your disposal that you, you know, you help uh, run a sports agency with. So then get them involved. Get Kaepernick involved. You said he's an inspiration. Well, then get Kaepernick involved directly and then go do your own thing. It just... The last thing I want this to be, and I understand what you're saying, Brent. I mean, a any change is going to be good change. And I think overall, with, with this whole partnership, yes, good things will come from it. But the last thing I want to see is the NFL parade Jay-Z like some kind of trophy and saying, look it, we're doing our part. We got Jay-Z here. Because, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's, a, I mean, he's a big figure in, in the black culture, let's be honest. So it bothers me the fact that like, the NFL can just kind of say, well, we're doing our part. We got Jay-Z here now. Instead of really tackling the issue and being like, 
Are you are you guys really admitting that there's a problem, or are you just trying to distract us with Jay Z? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to and, get at. I do I do understand that part, but I do think listen, it's not all or nothing. If yeah. it's all or nothing, we remain divisive. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets done. Yeah. That's part of the problem in politics sometimes and everything else. That's a great point. In these issues, mm-hmm. so at least there's a bridge now. Mm-hmm. If there's a bridge bridge to from the NFL to the the black community mm-hmm. and a powerful person in the black community like Jay Z who can move and shake and get things done, and they're listening, mm-hmm. and maybe there's a movement. I think this is a good thing at the end of the day because I think we'll see good come out of it. Uh, will there be hurt feelings? Will there be people that are totally in agreement with it? Probably not. But if we look up three to five years from now and things have changed from a social injustice standpoint, more has been done that is being done in 2019. Well, I I can't hammer the move. I mean, I can't yeah. criticize too much. I think that sparks. Would it have been done without this agreement partnership? Maybe not. Yeah. So, again, if we move closer to it, I think uh, he has a lot. He might have a lot to do with that. All right. Last one on this topic. Sure. Will he play again? Callum Kaepernick. Will he play in the NFL? So it's been three years. Yeah. Listen, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I take a chance on him. I, I, I really do. It's not like he's asking top dollar. I think the guy just wants to play the game of football, Brent. You know, and you have teams like the Saints. To me, man, Sean Payton. One of the best offensive geniuses in the NFL. Took a, a Drew Brees from San Diego, was kind of on the back nine of his career, no one thought he could play again, turns Drew Brees into an absolute stud. Well, with the Saints, you have a guy by the name of Taysom Hill. Sean Payton has the audacity to sit Drew Brees, you know, what, uh, an MVP finalist this past season, to sit Drew Brees and put Taysom Hill sometimes for a little change of pace. Taysom Hill's a, a crazy athlete, you know, that they run some of the wildcat with him, he can throw the ball. Why can't you do that with Colin Kaepernick? Why can't a team bring Colin, Colin Kaepernick in to be the Taysom Hill? Because guess what? Taysom Hill, about 6'2", 6'3". Colin Kaepernick, 6'6". Six, 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 I think 6'5", or 6'6". Six, six. From that perspective, same size. I mean, Taysom Hill would be a little faster. Why wouldn't you try to bring in Colin Kaepernick to do something with that offense? It bothers me the fact that we let players who kick kick females in the back on, on camera and do all these horrible things get second chances because their talent outweighs what they do off the field. Well, you mean to tell me that Colin Kaepernick taking a knee for social injustice warrants it just throws away his entire talent uh, that he's been able to produce and just says, you know what? We're not taking the gamble. We're not taking the risk. I will say this from a uh, – I don't think he's going to play. I also think yeah. by three years later, I don't know if your skills have deteriorated. I don't care if you put out a video of you in the weight room or not. I don't know. Three years is a long time to not play and then go play and be productive. But I, I think the other side of this is what's Kaepernick saying? He is so quiet yeah. that is he saying to – I wouldn't sign up for that. I don't want to sign up for the Taysom Hill thing. You know, much like Tebow, by the way, with, hey, want to move to special uh, – no, I want to play quarterback. You know, I would. I yeah, mean, all you, things you considered, just Taysom Hill is still a quarterback, though. I understand, but yeah. does Colin Kaepernick want a fair chance of being the starting guy, or does he want to be used as a decoy, a, a, a little toy in, a, in an offense well, coordinator's give team? Give him the opportunity. At least bring him into a camp and see what he's got. If he doesn't have it, put him at Taysom Hill. If he doesn't like it, then we'll see you later. Simple yeah. as that. I, I'm not saying I don't think he should oh, be no, given yeah, a shot. Yeah. I just don't think he's ever playing in the NFL again. I don't think it's happening. More to come at ESPN 690. Let's get back to the Jags. Uh, a day away from the game. Uh, star Star 690. What do you think? All right, let's get to a lot of football talk. Jaguars uh, 24 hours or so away from playing preseason game number two. A lot of guys will sit once again. Still some interesting storylines and camp battles. Yeah. That's always a fun topic. How many did the Jags have? Did they have a lot of spots up for grabs? 
You, know, you always have the 53. That's one thing. So yes. guys are fighting for their job. The practice squad is also another thing. That's not a bad place to land if you're not going to make the 53. And then there's the actual starting job battles, playing time battles. Uh, we're going to get into that in just a moment. But first, a little happy hour horn on what looks to be a pretty stormy Wednesday evening ride home. So make sure you drive safe. A little Vita de Louis maybe awaits when you get home. Grab a drink, get a shot, tip your star tenders if you're going to do it. Maybe use a credit card because you get benefits back. I just learned that a couple <laughs> days ago. It's fantastic. And you can use that credit card to purchase a little Vita de Louis at VitaDeLouis.com. Vita de Louis recently got a 94 rating, a locally owned tequila right here in Jacksonville, made in tequila, Mexico, and shipped directly to Jack's Beach. Make your own recipes with Vita de Louis tequila, one of the smoothest tequilas you will ever taste. For locations, recipes, merchandise, visit VitaDeLouis.com. Drink responsibly. All right. Off the top of your head, yes. biggest battle going on in camp is uh, I got two. I can't. Two of them came in my head, Brent. Go ahead, give me both. All right. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call it a battle, but a lot of things can happen, and that's the backup QB position, where it's not necessarily yeah. a battle right now. But yeah, with what they have on the roster, probably not a battle. Exactly. But, but who is it going well, to be? Let's ask this question, Brent. Assuming Foles probably is going to play tomorrow, obviously, and for the most part, all things considered, I think a lot of the the one receivers are probably going to be out too as well. Yep. So True. Minshew's getting his reps right now. Gardner Minshew, former sixth round pick, is your backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minshew comes out and throws up another stinker of a game like he did against the Baltimore Ravens. What now? Yeah, I, I think uh, we spent a little time on it after that game on Friday. I think you probably are, are scouring. The waiver wires and saying, yeah. okay, this isn't going to work because if he puts – here's the thing you can do with Minshew. If he does put up bad play, you could always stick him on the practice squad. Of course. And probably not going to get picked up. Yeah. So if you want to solidify your backup job, you're probably then reaching out to a veteran quarterback. Of course, there's slim pickings well, at this point. You got Sam those. Bradford, Brock Osweiler, Landry Jones uh, from you know played for the guys Steelers a little bit, it. and guys you I mean, feel a little or, better about. Or them. Colin Kaepernick. That's that's literally that's all about it. Yeah, that's so, all you got. <laughs> but you feel better about them. Exactly. So the Jags do that. Would they do that? They'd be a little bit more costly. Remember, it's a yes. cost position at this time. Mm-hmm. Backup. My feeling on it again is you're screwed if you lose Nick Foles anyway. So this team is, yeah. Uh, and you, even if you have one of those guys, I don't feel even, much better even about with it. Like a, and I get, I mean, Sam Bradford's your. It's kind of a, you know, no pun intended, like a hail mary you're taking there. But you don't think Sam Bradford could win you a couple games with, with I, I a do. solid defense? I, I do. I just yeah. think I also wonder their cost. True. Uh, it's a team that's kind of up against it, mm-hmm. uh, and I think they want to make sure they feel desperate in that situation before. Yeah. Well, uh, they they do something like if that. If they might pay on, they can pay a backup quarterback. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> as uh, long as Telvin doesn't come back they can use some of that money yeah and then the other position too that's sticking out to me right now is the wide receiver position um not necessarily the starters obviously yeah. but but the depth you know i mean keelan cole Trout prior two guys and I, listen i'm not sure how many guys you're going to keep on that team um usually if you can play special teams that helps out as well but with keelan cole i mean yeah he had a good kickoff return and baltimore got called back but is he going to be your starting kick returner 
I don't think so. Yeah, he's you know? getting some reps there. I, yeah. I think he's looked good in practice the last few days. I find it hard to believe. Here's the question you're asking mm-hmm. when it comes to Keelan Cole. There's D.D. Westbrook. There's Chris Conley on the team. Yes. There is Marquise Lee. Might start on injured. Sure. Uh, who knows? But there's D.J. Chark mm-hmm. on the team. That's four. Well, then you might keep six. You're definitely keeping five. Correct. And here's what you have to pick from. Tyree Brady, Terrell Pryor, Raphael Leonard, Keelan Cole, Michael Walker, Trey McBride, C.J. Board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tyree Brady has had his, a nice practice camp. He, he missed the ball on Thursday night. We'll, we'll see what if he be, is available and, and all those things and plays well and maybe emerges as somebody. Name recognition-wise, that leaves Keelan Cole and Terrell Pryor. Correct. Right? Uh, unless one of these other guys, they are falling in love. And Trey McBride had Trey a nice... Trey McBride had a good first preseason game. He did. He did. Which is, I mean, to be honest, not saying much from the first preseason game if you had a decent True. He game. had a few catches. Yeah. And C.J. Board is a guy that's been around other camps, so he's actually more of a veteran in this situation. He's not like this young guy that mm-hmm. has never played in the NFL before. He's been around and cut, around, cut. Uh, but, but again, on paper, name recognition-wise, Keelan Cole, Terrell Pryor. See, so my point is I don't really think there's much of a battle. Terrell Pryor has been banged up, first of all. So he's not taking, he's not like wowing anybody mm-hmm. from the sideline. Keelan Cole, <laughs> over the weekend, made a few nice catches. He had the 100-yard kick return, which, by the way, will stick with people. That is going to stay. I know it got called back, but it's going to stay. Yeah. From a memorable moment in that game, that was number hey, one or two on the list. Well, and I guarantee every team around the league saw that play and kind of made a little note, like, hey, if Keelan Cole becomes available, let's keep an eye on him. Yes. So... I guess my point is I don't see there's much of a battle. I think the only question from a battle standpoint is do they keep five or six? It's a numbers game. Now, if they do just keep five, well, then you have to say the physical prowess and and the uh, physical talents, potential, all of that with prior, Mm -hmm. or a guy that has done it before for us, Mm. meaning the Jacksonville Jaguars, if I'm the coaching staff, have to ask you that and say Keelan Cole. And is he on the rise? And did he just have a bad year last year? Yeah. Consistency, obviously, is a big thing. Well, and also keep in mind, too, is money is a factor as well. Where yeah. Terrell Pryor would command a little more money than Cole would. Yeah, Cole uh, going into year three. So, bottom line, I think Keelan Cole's on this football team. Okay. I really do. Yeah. And so, it's, to me, it's a matter of five or six. And, and, hey, here's the other part of it. If Marquise Lee doesn't come back, then you can the, just... well, you could also keep Pryor for a little bit. Yeah. See how everything shakes out. Yeah. Um, I'd like him to keep Pryor because I'm intrigued by his talent, but he better get on the field and show everybody something, mm-hmm. especially under the lights inside a stadium. But as of now, I really think they have they don't have much of a battle at the wide receiver spot. Okay. I think the wide receiver – now, for playing time, yes. I mean, Keelan Cole will have to earn his way in. He'll have to try to get on the field. But I think there's enough to go around, at least from a rep standpoint, to be able to figure that out. How do you feel about the defensive line? Uh, let me get stay on the offense okay, sorry. for a moment okay. because I want to get to the offensive line, and that's where I think the battles are Okay, because there's a lot unproven, man. Is Cam Robinson going to be ready? Andrew Norwell is injured now again. How bad is that? Mm-hmm. Brandon Linder looks okay. He's got that solidified. A.J. Can, that is up for grabs. We so, know it. So I guess I kind of misinterpreted this. So you're talking about battles for the starting position as opposed to battles for making the team. Well, you can do both. Okay, That's okay, I, okay. I presented okay. it as both. Okay. And so it's fine. Like the wide yeah. receiver position is one. I yeah. think the wide receiver one is another. And I thought yeah. your backup is a, is an, an interesting point mm-hmm. because I don't know if that back if – he, if he comes out and plays poorly – 
and can't move the ball and can't even if they do bad things around him, you still have to elevate play from that position. Yeah. Then I think he, you start wondering a little bit and saying, "Oh boy." You know, I don't yeah. feel comfortable with this mm-hmm. because you want to be fair to your football team and make sure you give yourself a chance to win. If Foles does go down for a game, a play, a quarter or whatever. Yeah. And I, I do think you really would be taking a chance if you think Minshew can do that over a couple of game stretch mm-hmm. uh, from what we've seen. Uh, as fun as the guy is, as cool as it would be to have him on the team. Uh, he's got to show us a little bit more, I think, before I feel good about that. And that's kind of rookie stuff. Yeah, okay. uh, I think the battle now is at that offensive line because the curiosity there is amazing. Like, True. where are they? There's a lot, there's, there's a lot of right question guard? marks. Who's playing right tackle? Jawan Taylor now has been out for a little bit going back the last week. Norwell, we know if he's healthy, he'll play there. But don't you have to start asking, is the guy going to be healthy? Since he's been in a Jags uniform, he hasn't been very healthy. Yeah. Cam Robinson, is he going to be ready? So at the left tackle, I'm asking, is he going to be ready? Left guard, I'm asking, is he going to be healthy? I'll give Brandon Linder the nod now because everything looks okay. AJ Can, I'm asking, is he good enough? Yes. And at the right tackle, I'm saying, is our second round pick going to be healthy? Or is Cedric Abwehi going to play there? Yeah. But if Cam Robinson isn't healthy, Cedric Abwehi has to play on the left side. Yes. So, I mean, there are unanswered, and, and I will be the first to say it, I was one of the guys this entire offseason say, can we settle down about the offensive line? Yeah. They're going to be better than people think. It's not as big of a problem as people think. But that was also assuming Cab Robinson was going to come back by the time training camp started. That was uh, assuming some health. Yeah. And right now, uh, once again, health is biting this offensive line. 16 different offensive linemen a year ago, and we are getting a rotation of players that makes you a bit concerned. Will Richardson, where does he fit in? They are confident in him all of a sudden. How about that? Again, we talked yeah. about it last week. What a nice comeback story. But they are confident in Will Richardson. He'll play a bunch again, I think, tomorrow to see if he can do it again. Yes. And still if he can gain that confidence. And he might have a chance to play three different positions on that offensive line. Jawan Taylor, can he get healthy? Uh, Tyler Shatley, can he fill in if needed? I think the answer there is yes. And then other than that, does somebody emerge? They signed a couple of offensive linemen this week. They'll see what they have, but my guess is it's not much. Yeah. Uh, you know, keep an eye on this guy tomorrow night. Number 61, Leonard Wester, who, okay. to be quite honest with you, I probably forgot he was on the team. Or if you asked me number 61, I probably would have said, who's that? Yeah. But getting good reviews. At that left tackle position? Or was it what is he... Is- yeah. I, I think. All things considered. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how he fits into the equation, if he fits into the equation, but I think it's someone they're watching. Okay. And maybe everybody else should tomorrow. And he was a free agent that they got from Tampa Bay. Well, originally started in Tampa Bay and then came over to Jacksonville yeah. out of uh, Missouri Western. I'm going to learn a lot more about him tomorrow for the broadcast. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. in case. Yeah, check him out. Uh, but he's a, he's a four-year guy. So yeah. He's been around the NFL a little bit. But I know he's opening some eyes. Let me ask this question, Brent, before we go to break here. So, Foles isn't playing tomorrow. That's obvious. It's done. No, definitely not. Miami, next week. Say you're starting left tackles out. Say you're still a question mark at right tackle. Do you play Foles? Um, it's a good question. Yeah. I would say if they have three of those guys in there that they feel comfortable with, they'll play them. Okay. If they only have two, they won't. Okay. 
Because I don't know if you take of, that risk. It's a lot of question marks going into the season. It's not, very, <laughs> it's not crystal clear. No. But I think you got to be careful with the offensive line. If you And and he said that this week, Doug Marone. Yeah. He said, listen, some of the reason is our offensive line isn't healthy, and I'm not putting him out there yeah. if our offensive line isn't healthy. Sure. So I think that would follow suit for next week as well against Miami, even though the plan is to play him yeah. next week, I think, in South Florida in preseason game number three. Let's hit the defensive side of the ball. We'll get some balling and fall and stay in your lane a lot more. What battles are you watching tomorrow night? You're more than welcome to jump in on the conversation, Star Star 690. We'll definitely get a little more, for sure. And, uh, and the same goes with the line. And so they've really pushed it, and it was, for me, kind of by design, none on one, maybe a little bit on the, you know, Miami. And then these next two are where usually the bulk of the work goes. I'm, we don't usually do like a play number because you could have a lot of plays in a, in a quarter and a half or not many, and you go all the way to the half. So it's mostly by feel. I don't generally tell the guys how much they go or how long they're out. I'd rather just get ready to play. And then you're out. They look at me and get mad, and then I just, you know, get out. Ah, <laughs> uh, you think players get mad when taken out of a preseason game? I don't think so too much. Come on, Dan Quinn. Uh, I think it's kind of like coach. when the coach comes in the locker room and tells you there's no practice because of the rain, and you got to put on that front, like, oh, I wanted to practice. Yeah. How about this? You're good. Let me ask you, former player. Yes. Would you rather have extra plays in practice than in no plays in the preseason to risk injury or normal plays in practice and 15 snaps in a preseason game? 15 snaps in preseason game every single time, Brent, because it doesn't matter how much you can mimic a preseason game or even like a, a game environment, whether you got the music turned up loud. Yeah. Um, I love you, when they pump in the crowd noise. Yeah, pump, pump in the crowd noise. Like, what the heck is going yeah. on here? Whether you pump in the crowd noise, whether you <laughs> up the intensity, make a live tackling, whatever you want to do, um, it doesn't mimic 100% playing in a real NFL game, even yeah. if it's preseason. So Fair enough. Uh, from there, I'm going preseason every single time. Well, Doug Marone disagrees with you. I, I, hey, I hear you, man. That's why he's he making, might be right. I mean, he might be right. Well, what do I know, man? I'm just on ESPN 690 radio. Yeah. So. Uh, some people say you know nothing. <laughs> some people say you know a lot. Uh, hey, at least people are passionate. <laughs> uh, Brett Martineau, former Jags player Austin Lane here. Coos as well on a Wednesday. Jags play a game tomorrow night on Fox 30. Our pregame show will start at 6.30, by the way. Uh, kickoff at 7. All of it on Fox 30. We'll have a postgame show right after. And uh, once again, we'll do our radio show from the field. So uh, hopefully the weather holds. <laughs> yeah. But we will be out there from 3 to 6 tomorrow. Uh, on the field or at least in the vicinity of the field, uh, protected from rain and lightning if need be. Uh, so make sure you check us out. And tomorrow what we'll do again, because I kind of enjoyed this last week, uh, we can we can uh, see who who were to watch and then oh, how yeah. they played. This time I might give you a heads up who's not playing. I, I'd appreciate that. Three, four of my guys last time were not even playing. So I'd appreciate a little heads up. And I'd appreciate for you not to go along with it. Like when I'm like, oh, yeah, Terrell Pryor. And you're like, oh, that's, that's a good call. Good call. Yeah. Well, he, I did it. We didn't know okay. about that I'm was sure like a did. late one. I'm sure you didn't. But okay. Uh, yeah, I'd appreciate a little heads up. Yeah, maybe I'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, on the defensive side, we just went through the offense, and sure. there's really not a lot to go through here, okay? Ngakwe, Jones, uh, Avery Jones, Marcel Darius, Calais Campbell, Miles Jack, Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, Jared Whoa. Wilson, Ronnie Harrison. They're all playing. Yeah. They're all starting. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all starting. There's no battles going on. No. Uh, there's nothing there. Josh Allen's going to see a lot of time. I think Taven Bryan will see a good amount of time. But he, he's also going to be safe, though, as well. I feel like Taven Bryan will. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So what's left? It's the strong side linebacker. It's the weak side. And I'm not sure Leon Jacobs has enough competition, but strong side linebacker, weak side linebacker, and a little depth on the defensive line and maybe the fifth corner? Yeah. Um, because corner-wise, you've got A.J. Boye. I think Trey Herndon's making this team. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. And then you have, uh, who am I missing? Um, obviously, Ramsey and D.J. Hayden. Yeah. And so now from a Breon Borders or uh uh, Quentin Meeks or a Tay Hayes or uh, Josh Robinson. Who are you keeping uh, back there? You know, Cody Davis has been out, but I think he's going to be there. I think C.J. Revis has a real good chance to be yeah. there from a safety standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, Robinson's listed as a safety, but he can play uh, multiple positions back there in the secondary. So that might keep him around. Sure, uh, that's, keep an eye on, that's a name we haven't really talked about. Keep an eye on number twenty-nine tomorrow night. Might be interesting. Uh, so really, that spot's up for grabs. I don't really even know who has uh, – I would say Breon Borders because he's been playing a lot, mm-hmm. and he played a lot last week, and it was a mixed bag, I think, on him last week. But really the linebacker spot and maybe the depth, the back-end depth on the defensive line yeah. is really all that's up for grabs well, on defense. And especially the linebacking spot, we're not really sure about Jake Ryan yet, where he fits into the hole. I just think you have to assume no. No, so then put him on the the, the PUP, right? Well, he's or on the, the PUP, so I'd put him on, or he's on, on, the, on uh, injured reserve. Yes. And he might be a guy you can bring back after, you know how they have that new, uh, what is it, week 11? Bring it, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, so he might be that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the linebacker death play, one would, assu- one would assume once Quincy Williams comes back, whenever that's going to be, he's taking that weak side linebacker. Um, the strong side, I mean, all things considered now, it's, it's Leon Jacobs' spot to lose. You know, and then the middle linebacker spot, uh, Miles Jack, obviously. So, yeah, but the the depth is interesting because you have to take special teams into account Absolutely. as well. You know, and then that's a big special teams thing. So, from that perspective, it, listen, it's hard to watch one preseason game, watch every single special teams oh, play, yeah, yeah. and pick you know who who performed well, who didn't perform well. But you'd think guys like uh, Najee Good, who have been special team guys before. Um, are pretty much locked in. DJ Alexander, maybe Ramiko. You know, DJ Alexander well. is a pro bowler. Yeah, at special teams. And special teams. Yeah. Uh, maybe a fact a lot of people didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramiko Wilson, we'll see. Najee Good, like you said. And I think Joe Giles Harris has impressed some people too with what he can do. Kid out of Duke. Yeah. So that's well, a good battle in the back end of that linebacker rotation. And I think we're putting a lock on Leon Jacobs, and maybe we shouldn't. You know, maybe, True. You know, Lorente McRae, by the way, is was, in there, too. I was going to bring him up where don't forget about him at special teams as yeah, well. Because I think you've got him listed as uh, more as a defensive lineman. Yeah. But he can, he can kind but of shift But he's kind of a special team. Teams. Special, he's, he's, he's like a specialist at special teams is what they, you'd call He's him. so specialized and special teams so good. He was captain there, and also yeah. he's been almost preserved in these preseason games. I don't, I don't think he'll play tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. But I think they want to keep a guy like that healthy. But you've got some interesting stuff going on there, I think. DJ Alexander, Joe Giles, Harris, Najee Good, Rameek Wilson. Not all of them can make it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, see, and see, here's the thing, too. So DJ Alexander has been in the league for a while, Brent. And yep. it, it comes to the point, I think Rameek Wilson, I forgot what year he's going on now. He'll be a year five. Year five. So a pretty vetted guy as well. Traditionally... And if, if special teams, so the way it worked, at least when I played, and I kind of got to explain to this when I played for the Chicago Bears, where if you're kind of on the same ability level as a younger guy, well, they go the younger guy, obviously. But now you have to take into account special teams. So if you take into account special teams, um, if you're that much more of a stud on special teams, if you're the older guy 
and you're that much more of a stud on special teams, then sometimes that will favor over the younger guy. In fact, you know, even though it's going to cost a little more money to play you. So from that perspective, I mean, with Najee Good or Meek Wilson, um, I honestly see because I think Jake Ryan's going to be put on whatever we think it's going to be put on. Reserve, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they honestly maybe keep both of them. But I don't know. I don't know how many linebackers you take. It, it all depends in the special teams. Yeah, it's usually, again, it's a numbers game. It's, it's usually game. five to six. Yeah. Um, but, but here's the thing. Usually five. Yeah. And we call McCray a, spe- a specialist, but he's just a specialist at special teams. Well, usually you only have like maybe one or two of those guys on the team. Like you don't reserve four or five spots for guys that are really good at special teams, right? Yeah. You only reserve those spots for maybe two or three guys at the very most, and then you see what you have at your depth, and it's like, all right, well, you're the backup linebacker. You're playing special teams. You're the backup receiver. You're playing special teams. So sometimes it's not about you know having all these guys that are that excel at special teams because you can't fit them in all in your roster. Yeah, and the Jags do have several of those guys. I think that That's they're comfortable with, like. right? They have yeah. McCray, um, who can do other things, but again, he, he's special teams guy. Yeah. I think old Cody Davis fits in that. Yep. I think even a DJ Alexander, the reason why he's given a chance here is because he's been a pro bowler yeah. on special teams. So uh, I, I think you're right. You can't keep too many of those guys, but they do have something to pick from. Yeah. Um, interesting. And then the back-end depth, I mean, Dontavious Russell, I haven't talked about him a lot. Where does yeah. he fit in? Elianku, he's been around a few years and, and is okay. Uh, Dayton, Dayton Jones, Jones who you just, who you just yeah. talked to, I, yeah. I think he has a lot to prove these next uh, couple he of weeks does. to see where he could potentially fit. And, and it all depends how many how many guys you keep at that position, too. You know, yeah. usually, ideally, at a defensive line, I feel like you want to keep nine or ten guys, yeah. and you want to suit up then during a game, eight at least. So from that perspective, yeah, there could be a battle between Dayton Jones. I mean, Dontavious Russell's a guy who... You know, you draft in the seventh round. It's not out of the realm of possibilities to cut a seventh round guy. But usually, when when you you draft somebody, you plan at least giving them at least one year to to be on that team. Well, we'll see. The uh, depth chart uh, will figure itself out. Jaguars have a couple more weeks to do it. But I think from a depth chart standpoint, this is a big game. You know, that fourth preseason game. Although a lot of the reserves play, all of them do. The rosters are already kind of set. The roster is kind of set. You yes. have a chance. We always talk about the story. We will talk about the story. There's a guy out there that can make the team, has a splash performance, big performance, and today there's, whoa. But this is a critical game because yeah. next week, that first half, attention is on the starters. Attention is on those top-level guys. Yeah. And then they'll divvy up the playing time and a couple snaps here or there for all the rest. This is a big one, the way the Jags have approached this game, for a lot of those guys to make a splash play, make a name for themselves, show consistency week to week from practice field to the game. It's a big moment for the, uh, I would say, the the 40 to 53rd spot on the roster coming exactly. up tomorrow night. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you, 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 the guys that are on the bubble make their teams here because week three, like you said, in Miami, Brent, We'll see some starters, um, a lot more playing time for the starters, and then you know maybe they'll sprinkle in some of the backup guys there. But then week four, while you'll see all the backups, all maybe, quote-unquote, the bubble guys, when it's week four, I'll be honest, the coaches are already out of Kansas City. The, the coaches are game planning for Kansas City. Um, they may watch the film from the last preseason game, but they're on Kansas City. They're, their minds are elsewhere. So by week four, I would say 98% of the roster is already made up. All Jags all the time. Tomorrow will be a game day here in Jacksonville, Florida. On ESPN 690, we'll have the broadcast in the afternoon uh, from the field and then also on Fox 30 all day long, all night long. You can catch preseason game number two, Jags-Eagles, on Fox 30 pregame, the game, and postgame as well. When we come back, when you think you want a car... 
but you really didn't. In $40,000 of pot a month? A month? <laughs> really? Next on ESPN 690. What's the matter? What's Kuz doing over there? Oh, Kuz was giving me some updates and some stories that he... Is that for your uh, your other show, Kuz? Well, yeah, or? we do a segment like, you know, dumb criminal of the day type gotcha. thing. And those are definitely candidates. Spoiler alert, Brent, there's some dumb criminals out there. That's all I got to know. We Is that a popular segment? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you get some jokes in. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's popular when Kuz is uh, behind the helm. All right, ball and fallen time. Ready, set. You ready for this? Go. All right. When you went, when you get a hole in one, and there's a car on the hole. Okay. What normally happens? There's a car, the car parked in the hole. Yeah, like in a golf tournament. You, like you, uh, okay. you know, like in an Action Sports Extreme 18, we'll have uh, it's uh, Cadillac is the our title sponsor. Dang, okay. And there'll be a Cadillac out there, and sometimes there's variations. Sometimes it's like a three year lease. Sometimes that you own the car. So sure. it just depends. Okay. I think ours is a. I think you can win the car. I think, I think it is. I uh, worked for a dealership, and that happened to that dealership that they like they had been sponsoring this event yeah. for so long, and no one ever made a hole in one. It happened. Really? It was great. I've seen Dang. it a lot at Deerwood one time. Uh, UNF actually was in having a tournament, and we were coming out to Marino was there, mm-hmm. uh, and actually Marino and Scobie were playing in the same group with these other guys, and the guy in that group hole got a hole in one, win a car. Uh, so anyway, long story short, here is uh, Chris Nagel, 150-yard 12th hole at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club in the Corn Ferry Tour, which is uh, used to be the Web.com Tour, yeah. the minor league, uh, if you will, the AAA of uh, of golf, of the yeah. PGA Tour. Well, he gets a hole-in-one on the 12th hole, and there's a BMW that is parked on that hole. Okay. So he's under the assumption... He wins. Of course. Well, he ends up tweeting, yes, I made a hole-in-one. No, I did not get the car. And I'm with all of you out there. Not sure why there's a car in a par 3 tee if it's not a hole-in-one prize. But it was, it was more for the sponsorship. It wasn't you win this. Yeah. Uh, someone didn't and, know what they were doing. Yeah. So it, it's just product placement exposure. Well, at the same time, we're talking about it, so good call on their yeah. part. Well, I think uh, there was a solution. A lot of the um, BMW dealerships in the area where this tournament was being held came together once they got wind of it, and I think gave them like a two or three year lease. On uh, it. So that's something uh, at least. So he got something for it. Chris Nagel balling. Nice. Trying to fight his way to the tour. Those cars are important, man. Yeah. <laughs> Beamer, come on now. Take that any day of the week. Uh, my balling, Brent. Last night, something happened in baseball. I feel like I've been doing this a lot lately, but it's the truth. Something happened in baseball that's never been done before. Uh, spoiler alert, Cleveland was throwing some BP to, to the Red Sox last night. Coons. Sock the other way. That's going to drop down and keep on skipping all the way to the wall. In comes Mookie Betts. Racing for second base, Devers, a stand-up double, and the Red Sox attack right away. And the 0-2. Base hit. He's two for two. Chopped to the middle, ranging for it. Lindor, and it gets through and into center field. He's going to try for second base. Here's the throw. He dives in, and he's safe. There's a line shot into left field, headed back toward the wall. Sailing back it goes. Off the wall. Another run is in. Bradley scores. Right behind him, Mookie Betts. He scores. 
Raphael Devers is four for four. The Red Sox lead it six to one. One, two. Smacked on the ground to the right side. Knocked down by Kipnis. He'll have no play now. You're giving him and Devers will I be like safe well, at first. Yeah, I felt good for the last for one. But... Line shot. Mercado can't get it. That's hit number six. And that's his fourth double tonight. And an absolute rope from Raphael Devers. Six for six. Wow. Have a night, Raphael. Raphael Devers, six for six, four doubles, three ribbies. Not a bad night. The dude's a good player. He's uh he's eight for eight in his last eight at bats. Was was that going into today? Uh going into today today, yes. How's he looking right now? Well he's he hit a home run in his first at bat. Nine for nine? I don't know what he did in his second at bat, but he ended up two for four. Red Sox oh, won five to one. He's cooling off. He's hitting three twenty seven now. Two for four. He's a really good hitter. He's a young player. He's twenty two years old. Sure. But he's a really good hitter. He's a little bit of a liability getting better on the defensive side. Yeah. Man, I could flat out stick it. Yeah. I mean, he can really hit. And uh, six for six with four doubles. Not and bad. I think you said it had never been done. Yeah. You know how deep they go back into these things. I read at least after it happened, mm-hmm. they were still trying to figure it out. But they said it had not been done at least since 1908. Okay. And I think they were still trying to figure out if even in 1908 it had happened. My apologies to the baseball players in the 1800s. No, yeah, and I, yeah. I don't, they might have changed. That's what I'm saying. Sure, but yeah. by today, they might have figured out it had never happened. Yeah. I haven't seen an update on it. Yeah. But that's how, and the, what hadn't happened is the six for six with four doubles. Exactly. How many people have gone six for six before? Oh, I have in literally all the time, but they're home runs, Brent. <laughs> not, not doubles. The other thing I couldn't find is how much, this time of year, even if you go six for six, you're probably not raising your batting average like by a crazy amount. True. But six for six will raise your batting, nine for nine will raise your batting <laughs> average quite a bit. Yeah. He's hitting uh, 327. What was your batting average? You can be honest. Uh, honest, my, remember I can go and Google this. The only one I remember is my best, my my junior year of college. I hit three forty two. Dang, that's good. Yeah, it was, is it was, not good? That's, no, that's really pretty good. good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that was my best year probably ever of my life from a hitting standpoint. And you said you didn't, you didn't like you weren't a starter all the time. Uh, on junior year, I played a lot. I was gonna say, hey, coach. My senior year, I got two at bats in spring training, and they never even gave me a chance to win the job. Oh, well, dang. Sorry to hear that, dude. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. Yeah, it all turned out. You guys went to the national championship. So, <laughs> if I had played, we probably wouldn't. Have. <laughs> I was gonna say coincidence. Maybe that coach is a good coach after all. I'm not all. heard about this coach. Not at all. Two at bats in spring training the next year after going 342. Boom, national championship. Yeah. Hey, at least you're on the plaque, right? You got a ring and everything. Yeah, I got a ring. Yeah, so. haven't uh, contributed any dollars to school ever since, but. <laughs> I joined the club. I haven't contributed nothing to Murray State either, Brent. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, that comes with That's why you got in the Hall of Fame. That's why you had All right, how about Fallen? Uh, hard Knocks is off to a bad start. Yeah, I think so. If the teams don't want to participate, yes. which they don't, right? Nobody, do- don't. nobody does. But if they're... If they're stuck doing it and they're not going to really embrace it, yep. and it looks like John Gruden has some editorial control, mm-hmm. does the NFL at some point say, all right, it's run its course? Yeah. I mean, now, that being said, I would say I watched last night for probably 40 out of the 60 minutes. Yeah. And there were some enjoyable parts to it. 
So it's yeah. not like it's not bad viewing. It's just but it's skewed though, Brent. It's it's not what you watch it for. It's not as good as it used to be. It yeah. doesn't seem like it's everybody knows what's coming, so they kind of they don't want that out there. Some yeah. people don't want that out there. I think even the cast of characters don't want to be the focal point of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Derek Carr has been come across a little bit vanilla too, is because he doesn't want to put anything out there. They're, they're cognizant of it. I think John Gruden's very cognizant of it, and to go along with this. Now HBO is looking for college football to do it. What was it? Penn State, Alabama, Washington State, Washington, and Arizona State. Washington State, Arizona. Yes. Now, you sign me up for Washington State right now. Oh yeah. And Mike Leach. Yeah. On Absolutely. hard knocks, that's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. And they're going to have a lot Dude, to Mike, edit. Mike Leach is, I mean, yeah. And do you remember the whole thing where he threw a guy in the locker room or in a, in a closet supposedly? <laughs> remember that in Texas Tech? That's where he got fired. Yeah. So like. See, to me, he seems just like this laid-back, just cool type of dude. But obviously, the guy's got a little bit of a mean streak to him, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I, But I, he's I'd become be kind of like that. a cult hero yeah, yeah. kind of... Uh, cult hero, folk hero yep. kind of guy that's yeah. just... You're waiting for his next press conference. Exactly. He's a fun guy. No, he is a fun guy. Despite a little bit of that. But yeah. I, I don't... I guess the college game... What I was a little surprised about the college one is Alabama... First of all, I feel like we're behind the scenes on Alabama all the time. Now, True. Nick Saban's certainly going to control that. Yeah. So you have no editorial control over that. <laughs> but ESPN... It's going to be, a, like, it's gonna be like, kind of like a, like a Saban joint, you'd yeah, call it, where oh, you're just going to direct the whole thing. Ohio State and Alabama especially, and I think Clemson now falls into this, ESPN almost does this. Like, it feels yeah. like you're entrenched. I can almost tell you everything. I know what what the facilities look like at all three of those places, and I've never been. Sure. So I don't know what they're going to be able to deliver. I do think like a Washington State. I do think maybe an Arizona State. Well, well, that's Herm Edwards, Herm right? Edwards, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Penn also, State. And maybe a Penn State, although Penn State's an interesting one to do it after all the... Yeah, but th- I think they have a coach now. You know, well, I that, get it. I just wonder yeah. if there'll be a reminder of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, too bad but, it wasn't Northwestern, right? Your your dude, uh, head coach at Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern would be kind of cool, and they could use the notar- like some of those schools can use the publicity. Is my of course. Point. Northwestern Alabama doesn't need it. it. Yeah. Clemson doesn't need it. Ohio State, State doesn't, doesn't need it. it. Penn State probably doesn't need no. it. No. Uh, or maybe they want to take it inside and say, "Hey, look what it is." You know, maybe. it's yeah. not that. It's not what you think. Not what we got labeled. It's this. Yeah. So maybe they want to do that. Uh, you got fallen. Uh, fallen. Uh, or you want to come speaking back? Speaking of Ohio, uh, I can finish it up quick. Speaking of Ohio State, Ohio State is trying to trademark the most <laughs> yeah. used word in the English language. On August 8th, the university filed to trademark the word the. The idea is to put the word the on their merchandise. So as, a, as opposed to being the, just the Buckeyes, it'd be the for hats, the for shirts. Hey, screw it, Ohio State. Just call your university the Ohio State the. Wonder what the U will think about that, because, you know, the U, the U, University of Miami, obviously this isn't going to get approved. You're not going to copyright the, the the word the. And by the way, you don't realize how much you use the word the until you think about it. Yeah, you, you use it a lot. Yeah. We pure, do. Pure snobbery by we the folks do. in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. When we come back, a little stay in your lane, put a bow on the show here on a Wednesday on ESPN 690. Happy hump day on the sign, by the way. Really milking it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What's a uh, hump, hump day? Hump day. What is that commercial? Uh, it's uh, Geico? Geico. Yes. Cut the check. You, there's got to be no show in the country that gives more free advertising than us. That's what I'm us. saying. I mean, we're, we're very generous people, bro. We really are. Yes. You're welcome, everybody. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos. Coos the least gen- generous of us. Yeah.
Well, yeah, uh, he doesn't give up his time for the show, so it's it's a problem. It's true. Uh, Andy Lucemore, a buddy across uh, the pond, always listening. Oh, yeah. Says, uh, a music festival is taking place locally. I thought he, where he was going with this is somebody was wearing a shirt for the band, mm-hmm. but he's not. Uh, the Village Pub is hosting a festival. I'm st- <laughs> I'm stood at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in walks a guy wearing a Jags top. Okay. Falls jersey. Cool. I give a loud Duval shout to say he was shocked as an understatement. Nice. That. <laughs> Talk a little Duval. A little Falls guy across the pond. And, uh, in London, uh, or in the, or in England. I don't that know. I forget exactly getting, where Andy is. I mean, getting more popular, like, around the NFL in general. Like, That's people amazing. know about yeah. it now. Well, 2017, obviously, coming out party for that, even though it had been around for uh, quite some time. Uh, JBND fan says, I asked about Hard Knocks. He says, Hard Knocks is okay. Showtime did a college show. I watched the Notre Dame season, but didn't find other teams as interesting as my own team. I think they also did Navy and FSU. That's right. I remember that, actually, now that uh, uh, he brings that up. I I felt like when they did the uh, Showtime one on the college football, I felt it was more like a profile of the team. Than like a behind-the-scenes look. More so than, yeah, this is... If if you're going to present it as hard knocks in the college game, then I want to see Nick Saban dropping f bombs because exactly. I know he does. Yep. Like when they did the Notre Dame one, I don't think Brian Kelly swore in it. I mean, he might yeah. have. I'm just saying, I don't think he did. Yeah. So you got to go behind the scenes. You got to get raw. That's what people want, right? Yeah. Um. So we'll see if it happens. I I, I don't know. I I do think some things run their course, and I'm not saying hard knocks is there yet. But they might be close to it. They might be in danger of it well, because they might not be able to reinvent themselves. They've had so many, and you're relative to what you did and yeah. how you compare to uh, earlier years. And I, honestly, I've not been like a, a loyal viewer for a long time. I didn't have HBO, so I never ch- jumped in on it. Sure. And and I I just would say, say they've been doing this for 10 years. The first five years were really, really good, get everybody excited. I would say the last couple of years have been eh. Yeah, and I think you just see more and more control had by the coaches and just the management of the football teams. Yeah. And when you have that, then they kind of edit it to what they like, and then it kind of ruins the whole point of the show. That so. being said, it would be, I mean, I'd love to see him do it on the Jaguars. Yeah. But. Oh, I was like, when I played, like, I was crossing my fingers that, you know, they'd come to Jacksonville so I could try to be a star. You would be a star. You'd want to be a star on oh, there. Of course. I mean, yeah, branding purposes? Come on, Brent. I'm not naive to that point. I would want to be a star in Hard Knocks. All right, stay in your lane. What you got? Cruise control. Speaking of Hard Knocks, speaking of the uh, John Gruden, uh, this is back in John Gruden's Buccaneer days, though, but you want to know why I never played quarterback, Brent? Listen to some of this archived film that was released by the NFL uh Dealing with John Gruen talking to former Buccaneers quarterback Chris Sims. Green right X, shift the Viper right. 382 X stick looky. Here we go, guys. Green right X, shift the Viper right. 382 Y stick looky. I'm on ready. X stick looky. I'm on. Let's go scatter to west right tight. F left. 372 Y stick Z spot. Here we go. Scatter to west right tight. F left. 382 Y stick Z. Just go scatter to west, right, tight, F left. Yeah. 372 Y stick Z spot. Here we go. Scatter. Say it again. I'm scatter yeah. to west, right, tight, F left. 372 Y stick Z spot. Here we go. Scatter to west, right, tight. Scatter to west, right, tight, F left. 372. 372. 372. Y stick Z spot. Z spot. I'm already making you nervous, aren't I? No, I just couldn't oh, spit it out. Hey, that was with Chris Sims. That, yeah. That's why I play defense. 
over. Close left. Done. What did I say about three weeks ago, four weeks ago on the show? Football coaches outthink and outsmart themselves. Yeah. Well, John Gruden. There you go. I mean, how is that? And how is that easy to comprehend? And by the way, who are you fooling? Yeah. By having the alphabet (laughs) and every word for every letter in a play call. And it's like I said, like if you're a receiver, I mean, you just listen to a portion of that and you take it and you go. True. But if you're the quarterback, you have to know everything. Just like I said, defense, close right, close left, over, done, and I'm there. Yeah, that's why I never played quarterback, Brent, things like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Yep. I know that was bad. Hopefully he shortened his playbook a little bit. Let's hope so. Pump your bricks. It's about that time, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> we teased it a little we bit. Waited, waited for this Speaking moment of the entire your show. Breaks, yeah. How Coons. did Evan Britton get this gig? First of all, Evan Britton, Mike Tyson, doing a podcast here. Little audio clip of where I think you got to pump your brakes on. Coos, hit me with it. Yo, what do we smoke a month? Is it what? Is it 40,000 a month? We smoke smoke 10 tons of weed at the ranch a month. Yeah. That's a lot of weed. A lot of weed blowing down, Mm -mm though. But we throwing out and the dispensary's like, what? Was it 500, 500 a month? So. (laughs) Did he say 10 tons? Well, which is, is, is an exaggeration. So pump your brakes on that. But listen, Mike Tyson has a champion mindset, Brent. Uh, whether it's in the ring, uh, buying tigers, uh, showing his chops, doing a one-man show on Broadway, uh, his cartoon Mike Tyson Mysteries, which is a I'm a big fan of facial tattoos. So when he says that he's done forty thousand dollars worth of weed a month, I gotta believe the guy. I say pump your brakes though. Forty thousand. And listen, I'm not trying to be the social residential drug expert on ESPN 690, but $40,000 is a lot of money, I feel like, uh, for some weed. I'm like one $30 edible away from just taking off all my clothes, going to live in St. John's <laughs> County with, with the wild <laughs> hogs, and not giving any kind of explanation to my family and friends. All it takes is like 30 bucks, and that's all you need. $40,000 a month. I love how you just associated St. John's County with wild hogs. There's wild hogs in St. John's County. They are. Dude, I had no, when I first got to Jacksonville, wild hogs and armadillos. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I've had the armadillos underneath the house. Yeah. Oh, come really? get them out. Yeah. Oh. Um, vermin. That is amazing. That, by the way, I believe them too. Yeah. I believe I believe Mike Tyson because he I, why is he lying? No, exactly. I mean, <laughs> who is he trying to impress? He used to be the baddest man in the world. He had nobody to impress. I believe him. Well, I, t- I take him at his word. I'm watching this and I still. When are we getting Evan Brown? I know, on? man. Come on, man. I know. He used to fight with him every day. I know, man. I know. I want to know how Evan Britton got this gig. I want to know too. Evan Britton might be the most interesting man I've ever met. Yeah. I'll give that to you. I want to know who's spending $40,000 for marijuana. That's all I'm going to say. Like, are they trying to massage these plants and give them beer like Kobe beef? Come on. It's like it's own, not that special. It's like their own cartel. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? At least Mike Tyson's happy. He seems happy. <laughs> hey, we'll be happy on TV tonight, too. Fox 30, nice. CBS 47. First and 10 training camp, 1115. We'll see you on TV. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.